Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the middle, yeah, the middling, muddled, meh, and mediocre movies of movie history. I started doing middling and muddled at the same time in about the same middle. The middle muddle. The middles. The middle I'm James. M for Madonna. <laughs> My name is Matt. M for Matt and Madonna. Yeah. I'm Cass. And Hi, welcome everyone. back. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, so... It's been two weeks two since weeks the last since episode. We've, we've and last a lot has happened. So much has happened. Our lives have been rocked. Yeah. Permanently. Yeah. Yeah. So how's everyone first off? Good. It's sweltering. Apart from hot. being rocked and sweltered. Yeah. And it's, it's hot. It's very, very warm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a good thing to me. Yeah, An authentic summer day. definitely um, yeah. hit Wellington. We've been officially. inside watching this film and then recording this podcast all day. So yes. We'd rather be at the beach, but mm. you know. But this is what we do for you, for the duty fans. Calls. We do it for yeah. the love of your... And yeah. so, a duty indeed. Um, if, you, if you are really liking these and to, to show your appreciation back, uh, you could uh, write us a review on iTunes. Uh, it will be much appreciated. And one of the things that we want to do if we do get reviews in is we'll read them out over the pod. Good, bad, mixed. Will uh, we? We'll we, read them. I, we did not agree to this. Yeah. I don't know if I'll read out the bad ones. I think that's more like, of an incentive. Bad, what a dumb review. I hate it. Maybe we we'll veto it. the bad ones, okay, but yeah. I reckon reading the good ones could be good. So uh, get uh, creative get with your writing and get writing, um, especially on the life of Eva Peron, uh, which we'll get into later on today. But for now, it's popcorn. Pop, 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 popcorn. Alright, so, exactly two weeks ago from the date of this podcast release, James and I discovered The Circle, and that was because Matt had already discovered it <laughs> the day before and told us about it. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> um, I, the Circle is so good, everyone. It's I very messaged good. the group chat and I was like, guys, I think I'm obsessed with The Circle. And James was like, no, Matt, what are you that doing? That sounds so bad. And then I was like, hmm. And then I saw this great clip from The Circle on Twitter and I was like, Matt, I think you're right. I think The Circle will be good. It's amazing. And we so watched it. And if it you don't know what good. The Circle is, um, the advertising uh, campaign was pretty, like, ab- abhor- not abhorrent, but just like. <laughs> is there the- an advertising campaign? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Netflix. Um, the the, the marketing campaign was just like I, I think the idea initially is quite um, uh, isolating uh, it's a bunch of people in rooms um, it's and a reality they, television series yeah and they create a f- uh, either fake or real profile or like a you know a social media profile which shows the very best of them and they have to interact with others uh, in the circle yeah through social media I guess the circle chat is their like social media platform this yeah. totally real um, social media platform which definitely works through voice control yeah yeah. whenever you show, say the keyword like an message <laughs> um, um but yeah it's uh extremely good uh, the circle's changed my life joey sasso fan base here yeah yeah absolutely mm. um, we stand joey sasso's house um i also stand sammy yeah don't know her Gotta last stand name sammy. yeah that's all you need sammy yeah. yeah, I fan Shuby, not quite stan pro, pro shubam yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> shubam's cool yeah um yeah. So in this house, we do not stand Miranda. We do not stand Miranda. We Wait, who's Miranda? Oh, yeah, Miranda. Yeah, no. 
Now, I'm house, extremely anti-Ed. <laughs> I think Ed is fine. I think I. I, 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 think I disagree I, on, on I this. ironically stand Tammy. Like <laughs> I think we didn't get enough of Tammy. Definitely Bill. voted for Trump, and um, we'll do it again. Yeah, Tammy's voting for Trump in 2020, and I'll hear nothing more on the subject. And I, I like Chris. I think Chris is funny. Oh, uh, Chris and is good. I love Chris's hashtags. Like, <laughs> they're very wordy. But they're very funny. Yeah. And I was an early supporter of Mercedes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, Big fan of Mercedes. Yeah. Although I, I wish Mercedes had done a couple of different um, yeah, yeah, approaches to it. Yeah. Some tactical errors. But, you know, um, best. So, yeah. Uh, uh, they can catfish or, or they can be themselves. And it's really interesting seeing, um, yeah, the kind of interactions and how people go up and down on the social scale. It, but one of the really effective parts of it is the, the, them rating each other. Yeah. Um, Every day. The best parts day, are when right? they dress up in like a suit to go on a date, but it's, they're party, still yeah. they're still doing social yeah. media when they're still can't just see each other. in a room. And I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Why to are you me, dressed in a suit? The, the most fascinating part of the circle to me is like how people communicate through social media, and I'm like, yeah, I do those things. I talk in that way, <laughs> um, and it's yeah. it's kind of like we've kind of fine tuned it into its own language. When Sammy yeah. does a message, it's just like send, and it's just like. Well, right, you've got this down pat. Yeah. Whereas other people have to like Tammy has They've no got to clue. Go back. I'm just fascinated that I'm not uh, my lexicon of emojis just isn't or emojis I should say. Oh as yeah, Tammy says that. Um, just Tammy. Yeah, Tammy just emojis. isn't that dense as, as other people. I have my I guess I have my go tos, but like some oh, yeah, of them yeah. were. And there's some emojis that people don't know the name oh, for. I they're love like that they one ch- where the hands are up yeah. against the face like this. I, the yeah. one where the detective is doing the inspecting. I love how they the describe. Big purple guy. The emojis, <laughs> yeah, the big purple guy emojo mm. for the, the clearly the purple chili pepper the emoji. Purple, the other purple chili. <laughs> um, um, yeah. What is everybody's favorite emojis? Um, emojos. Emojos. Um, I don't use emojis. <gasps> okay. I, use, I only use smiley face, Smi- there you go, sad that's your face, favorite. and love heart. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we uh, we Cass and I do have one emoji that uh we accidentally well not accidentally intentionally changed the um the thumbs up thing oh yeah we use into a watermelon a random uh emoji on, on like a, a watermelon <laughs> yeah, right, yeah uh so yeah that one's probably the most watermelon. commonly used between us i yeah. think my favorite like is, I, is usually the the upside down smiley because it's very relatable yeah it's yeah, like, that was pretty good it's just me being like saying something self-deprecating and then putting the smiley upside and smiley and i'm like yeah that's i pretty just much my generally life. don't have time to search the emoji things i don't know oh, where fair. they all are and so if, unless it's i only it's use the ones that you can yeah, write, you can exactly. type in by saying colon like yeah yeah uh, well it pops up if you've bracket. used it like it it pops yeah, up in your face. Like, like on some social media, because like if all. I yeah, yeah. if I use them, then I'd be able to find them again. But because but, I don't use them, I, I can't find them. <laughs> right. Lately, I've been a big fan of the the purple cheeky devil guy. Like oh, I've yeah. been using it a lot lately. I have noticed that's using a semi influence, right? I don't know. I just I'm just like whenever <laughs> I feel chaotic energy, Matt I feel like can be your angle or your devil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no. When whenever I feel like I'm saying something chaotic, I'm like that is the perfect emoji to emojo. Sorry to capture that feeling. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm really that inventive with emojis. Uh, I have to for my uh, for my job because I do a lot of social so, media. Yeah, Did you say job? My job. <laughs> my job. My job. My employment. I love job. Go back on the records. Def- I think you'll find us say job. I'm definitely saying job. job. From <laughs> we both heard job. Um, but yeah, me, myself, I don't know. I like the sparkly heart. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The oh, sparkly heart. What else did we get up to? We, we saw um, a live podcast. 
Yes, we went and saw my dad wrote a porno uh, at the Opera House uh, in part of their New Zealand Australia tour. Our, it our was com- excellent. Our competitors. Our um, competitors. Yeah, it's neck and neck. <laughs> yeah. Really. yeah, we wanted to just yeah. look them in the, the eyes. Scope, scope at the competition, yeah. and you know, unfortunately, they're just so much better than us. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty polished. Uh, but it's a very good live show. It um, was hilarious. It was uh, Belinda's uh, Dirty Thirty. Um, so the character, if you don't know, is Belinda Blinked, um, and she is. Um, Belinda Blumenthal's the character name. Oh yeah, sorry. The sh- the of the Bl- Belinda Blink series. Is the first yeah. is the first book called Belinda Blink? They're all called Belinda. They're Blinked. all called Blinked. Belinda Blink One. One, two, Sub- three. Yeah, yeah. But they've all got long captions as right. well. Subtitles. Subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was great. They yeah. they just chemistry with each other. Love and their chemistry. Off each they've other. known really each good. other for a long time. They had plenty of like physical gags and like using the audience in like different yeah. ways so like yeah. that's you know and of course the real star is like, rocky flintstone yeah. as always yeah. oh, his, his metaphor game was on point mm. you know um there's a beautiful moment where um one of uh so like the audience get to like pick which one uh which um storyline they'd like to go to it's kind of a pick a path kind of adventure mm. um and i just love the hard block that rocky flintstone um incorporates into one of the offers where it's well, like both of the offers. yeah both it turned out but um shall we um pen a pen a penis pen a what cock on the, on the, the client, client. Yeah. and rocky just writes that the whole rest of the office room just says no, no. collectively um, yeah, that's the same outcome for the other for whichever party game you choose for the other party all the rest game. of the people say no and then the story will move on the exact same way yeah yeah it's pretty funny i think you come for the yeah for the for the metaphors and and the audacious writing and, and the, also i guess the banter between the three yeah uh, they've known each other for like more than 10 years so we've got yeah. a long ways to go guys and a cute By thing the time that they we did. know each other for that long a cute thing that they did was they for quite a long time yeah well they pulled out like early uh like 21st 20, 2012 yeah <laughs> We could probably do do the the birthday photos like they yeah. pulled out at the start of the show <laughs> That's too. True, yeah. yeah, and I feel like hopefully I feel like we've all glowed up like they have. Hopefully. Well, also hopefully. because they were because they're a little bit older than us, they have poor cameras. So maybe you know yeah. we will have better photos. Have moved on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just hope I look like as hot as James when I turn that old. Thank <laughs> you. That's so nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you are old, eh? <laughs> Shush. I'm kidding. That month of difference. We all just um, celebrated a birthday, obviously, uh, bet- with like a month kind of difference. I'm the yeah. oldest one uh, here. But between between the last podcast, yeah, Matt and I two also birthdays. both turns 27. Yes. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm turning 25 in March. 25 plus On the 8th of March. <laughs> 25 on the 8th of March, full over already yeah. 95. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what else have we done? We saw. We went and saw 1917. Um, what do you think? I enjoyed 1917 a lot, mm. a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was really impressed with, I think, the direction um, and the use. Like, I thought the use of the single shot thing, mm. I, I, th- I think you could really tell that Sam Mendes has got a theatre background. Yeah, a, a very blocked. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the, the in a good way, yeah. choreography of it yeah. felt very natural in a way that a person that's used to directing actors in a theatre space mm. um, and, you know, working all of that stuff out like and you know controlling the physicality of actors in that specific way mm-hmm. I, I felt like that experience would really have helped because there is something very theatrical about yeah sort like single shot you know yeah stuff I think. yeah yeah um, i found that yeah. aspect of it effective uh, yeah. and i think like there was a reason for that kind of um shooting style um but i did still kind of feel a little bit removed from the story um i wasn't 
I thought I the performance... I found it more emotionally engaging than you did, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the performances, by and large, across the board were, like, pretty strong, but I just wasn't um, in it as much. I was always kind of observing, and I'm like, oh, what's the next kind of stage? Yeah. Um, and so it was more like a, a, a deeply impressive technical achievement with yeah, some nice exactly. sequences for I me. think that's what, like, made it kind of less emotional for me because it, I was so aware of the gimmick so focused on yeah. it I was just like it's just the th- like I was very engaged and I did like it but like the more I come away from it the more I like it like as a whole as a piece of art really mm. just because I'm like I'm looking at the, I'm a very emotional watcher I guess <laughs> like at one point um, my new friend Lucas like, um, <laughs> turned to me and he said he was just like you're such an emotional watcher and I was just like oh well yeah yeah but then like um I no apologies for that yeah oh, absolutely 100% um uh yeah I mean I that that did help that we we just you know followed these two kind of like young soldiers. I like that they were so young, mm. and you know like, um, but coming away from it, like I feel like it suffers from the fact that to me like Dunkirk came first. So like, as a technical achievement, I think they're a bit like on par with each other. So like I feel like this is kind of like coming off the back of something like that, which was also a technical achievement, which also kind of had a similar message about like war not being great but also just... <laughs> and one of those new messages about well, i mean war. it yeah, is yeah, quite really new. innovative yeah yeah although there are some pro war films yeah. oh yeah but like um i don't know like I the utility did... of war i think is different than just yeah the i did of war, i, I did enjoy it yeah. but yeah it doesn't resonate with me like it just wouldn't be like it's this is a film that doesn't say anything about what we uh, I don't world. think it's a particularly timely or urgent no, no, film, exactly. but I still think it, it was an interesting film and a well-made film. It is. It's definitely well-made for me. I think that that yeah. sequence with the burning city, like the in the nighttime, was beautiful. Yeah, I was like, like uh, the, everything was impressive. It was impressively choreographed. It was impressively like shot. But to me, that was like the most beautiful thing about the whole thing. I was like, that's actual visual poetry with the shadows and the flares mm. and the burning city. Like that to me is like cinema. Was the other things that just like thrills really, and rather than like poetry, like like something that would actually like move me. Yeah, it um, felt like an impressive thing that you sat back and were kind of like you yeah. sat back and watched. And I feel like that style of filmmaking, the the kind of one kind of look, um, lends itself to that a little bit. Like I saw Russian Ark when that came out in the yeah. in the um, cinemas, like. 2001 or something like mm. that and yeah that had a similar kind of quality of like this kind of dream like like going through this various kind of stages um there's something else i was going to say but um yeah i feel like i i wish it didn't have this huge like uh i i, I like the film uh but i i don't hope i don't hope it wins uh, best picture yeah um, it's just like i like it well enough but it's just what a, a disappointing conclusion when you've got like other films like Parasite in contention, yeah. you know, like, yeah. which is like the races between those two films and like, you know, it just mm. represents like very much the old guard, which is 1970 yeah. the classic Oscar bait movie and mm. Parasite, which is, you know, mm. the way it's forward very pretty much, very you know, very international, and sma- like, very like a new kind of storytelling, or at least like in a way that's accessible to the mainstream, mm. like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it'll be a disappointing winner, but like, 
It won't be the worst film. It's not the worst film it's that could win by book. far. It's not a green book situation yeah, where it's, it's an actively bad film. Yeah. But it's, it's just not. not as exciting as, you know, other films. Yeah, that, and look. Know, and many films that are not nominated. This film was nominated for yeah. original screenplay, robbing Lulu Wang from Of the <laughs> I Farewell. Do, I would say, I do think the, actual, the screenplay of this was quite good. I think, yeah, I like, think in terms right. of, like, not for films which are not dialogue-led, I yeah, think, that's like, true, I was yeah. looking at being, like, actual writing of how this would have been done is, yeah. like, very interesting and very subtle. Mm. Um, and also, it's a, payoffs, it's a co- yeah. like female co-writer on nineteen seventeen who just her debut feature. And I'm I like, guess That's pretty cool. The thing with me is, just, like, I was never. <laughs> the like, Wong is very. It, yeah. it is a very very good. I film. guess I just was never like there was never any doubt for me that he would succeed in his mission. But I feel like, of course, there isn't any yeah. doubt he's going to like, exactly. Yeah. You can't just end the film with him just dying, so you know he's not going to die. Therefore, he will yeah. succeed at least partially. In and his like mission. some beats, like like you know like but, yeah. um a death in the film. I saw that coming. I think like that's like a pretty cliche. It's pretty yeah. Beat I mean the, for war films, if and we won't give away what exactly that is. But if you see the trailer. Um, and you're kind of quite familiar with films, you can kind of make out what might happen you can piece together. Yeah. in the yeah. story. So, do you guys think, like, so Dean Charles Chapman says that his brother looks exactly I like know. him. I know, I was like, no, he does yeah, not. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's quite so really he looks just like me, but older, and I'm like, no. No. There's a part when it pans through all these, like, British-looking faces when the guy's singing, and you can yeah, see all the yeah, other yeah. people, and I'm like, oh, that must be the brother. Oh, that must be the brother, because yeah. all of those people look a lot more like him. Yeah, and like, not really, you don't look like Richard Madden. <laughs> no. Like, wouldn't it have been funny if it was Joffrey from Game of Thrones? Because he, he like, played yeah, the young brother. Like, he's out brother. of acting. Pretty yeah. funny. Talking briefly, Briefly well, of that song, um, I'd, I'd like to shout out both that song. It's like a, a wormhole in the head. It's played in the in my head. It played in the trailer, but also the the score by um, Thomas New- uh, Newman. Newman. Yep. Um, Good score. It's great. It makes yeah, I thought, when it needs to be. Yeah, I thought yeah. it really supported the images really it's, strongly. Um, so funny. Like Thomas Newman has been nominated for fifteen Oscars. Oh He's damn! Wow. But like, Ooh. if nineteen seventeen wins and he doesn't win, I think the lady from the Joker is gonna win. By the way, which is good in itself because they, we haven't had a female like female scoring. female comp- composers. Yeah. But it's so really funny that he, if this wins Best Picture, he would lose Best Original Score in two films that have won Best Picture hmm. while not winning himself. What are they? I well, it was American Beauty, right? Which, um, he scored, oh, as well, but he, did he lost that. for like the Red Violin or something. Which I guess that's a very because, iconic score. Like, yeah, the, yeah that's exactly. a shame. American Beauty. Um, do do do. Yeah, but what was I gonna say about? <laughs> That's how it is, man. That is that is not perfect. No, no, it's probably not. But um, I was gonna say something about 1917, which I forgot now. Which hopefully comes back to me. You're talking about Richard Madden and the bros. Um, something about Richard Madden and Dean Charles Chapman, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, he's a real glow up. Like, I mean, his he he looks completely different. Those those two he brothers just got got older. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know. Had you seen um George George McKay's and other stuff? Is he in yeah, Captain in, Fantastic? He's, and... in, he's in Pride also, like a bit of a a Pride kind of um reunion thing with him and um Andrew Scott. Oh, and a bit cool. of a Sherlock reunion with Andrew Scott and Benedict Cumberbatch. As True, well. but they'd never they share scenes. You know, yeah. share a scene. <laughs> right. George McKay was also yeah Captain Fantastic, also a former Mister Sir Sharonin, George McKay. Mm. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Nice. You know? I quite like the the cameos, especially Andrew Scott's one. Yeah. Um, oh, it was good, very good. Yeah, I think he was the one who made, most made an impression. I think most of the other cameos yeah. were pretty much take it all. He gets a little bit more to do, but also Andrew was just making he just played everything. With it. He just had fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had the little shit soldier that he was like, "Come on, yeah. you useless." Here's that cigarette. If, hang out the corner of his mouth. If nineteen seventeen wins Best Picture, then Colin Firth has like an impeccable track record of appearing in Best Picture nominees because Shakespeare in Love. The King's Speech. A single man. This, 
Well, I mean, that wasn't a Best Picture nominee. Oh, it was an Best But those three would have won Best Picture featuring Colin Firth. Here's one eventually. He got King's Speech, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, undeservingly. That was Jesse yeah, Eisenberg's was a, Oscar for me. I strongly agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say, now that I, I've remembered, yeah. is that like when the song started playing, mm. I got, I was just expecting an Ed Sheeran cameo for some reason. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, Ed Sheeran's going to appear. He's done Ed Game Sheeran of Thrones. Ed Sheeran is going to appear. Harry Styles is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing as Duncan. I thought maybe, I thought maybe the brother was going to be the guy singing and that he yeah. is this beautiful I, <laughs> Also, I thought that like, honestly, there was a part of me that thought that was the older brother was just going to be Dean Charles Chapman and like older <laughs> men. Me too. I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, um, yeah. yeah. Other yeah. things. Any other pop culture, pop corner stuff? Um, Drag Race season twelve dropped. It's oh, Meet yes. the Queens. Oh, yes. Did Queens. you guys have a look at who's on the cast? We just had a look at that before. We did. Um, yeah, yeah, I never know what to make judgments from the Meet the Queens because right. I, I'm really bad at judging reality. And I'm really bad at remembering people. the names. To me, yeah. uh, there were two people, three people who stood mm. out for me from from the cast. There um, is this lady called Heidi N. Closet. She was very funny. Oh, yes. she was supposed to get to. But, yeah, but yeah. also, I'm like, why did they not put her real name, which was uh, her full name, which is Heidi Nina Closet? Which is like, <laughs> makes the pun a lot more fluid. Yeah, mm. Heidi Nina Closet. <laughs> which is like Heidi N. Closet, I guess. Heidi N. Closet? Yeah, but okay. Heidi Nina Closet is so much funnier. Yeah, that's great. That's really funny. Um, Jada Essence Hall, the pageant queen, looks yes. super oh, yes. great. I agree. And she's funny. I think she's a, a really strong winner. contender. Yeah. I she's like great. Rompin uh, Stomp. Uh, what's the what was, no not Robert Stomper <laughs> um, it's the anime queen yeah. oh Rock oh, and Sakura Rock and Sakura, Sakura. Yeah. Sakura. Yeah. I, thought, I liked her a lot um, she's yeah. a Filipino queen so I have to stand yeah we've got to stand yeah. no choice yeah. but to but she was very like I, th- I think her energy was really good and I yeah. really liked the her, other like, one that came and alive looked, to yeah. me was yeah. Widow Von Du because her, her she was looked fun but her wig line with her, she had like the she was that's what it was I could tell something was off and I was like um pigtails and she was the black queen. Oh of the yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she her mother's. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. right, right, right. And like her wig no, was no, just like she had like a zero oh, head. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Just, like Her friend was covering like most of her forehead, but she looks like a fun time. I think this season is like probably built for Britta Filter. She's like a huge queen of New York. Oh yeah. Um, she's go- just goes by Britta, which mm. because Britta Filter is a brand. Like it's oh, so funny. Oh, she was to, the second queen. Yeah, Britta. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's funny. Like they do this for a couple of queens. Jan is. Jan Sport in, in like oh, but like right. they can't but really they can't use that. Jan gave me like Miss Cracker energy quite yeah, strongly to, well, to me it's just funny because like Jan is so funny it's just Jan like, it's so hilarious yeah sure Jan, Jan. <laughs> it's great <laughs> it's really funny um, and there's a queen called Aiden Zane and I'm just like what a bad name sounds like a porn star like, it's <laughs> really, her drag was pretty interesting though. yeah I liked her like her, her unusual face yeah. was like in terms of her painting mm, yeah. it was interesting crystal method we just had a crystal and then I'm like no I was, I was I she was, I was a, she's an earlier I was she's least impressed with her I was her. just like she was like mm, some people are not gonna get my references and I'm like, like same no, but like no. that's not a personality like yeah. <laughs> she's like one she's very I'm not like the other queens and I'm yeah, like no thank you there's a French I actually know about the club kids and you're there's a French queen this season. I feel yes. like she's gonna go far just because of her yeah. being French Accent. <laughs> and ruin Michelle going crazy for anything foreign. Yeah, uh, Drag Race UK. They just like pod loved it. Which UK we, we finished between uh, the last podcast and now. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah it, was it was a fun. really strong season. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't already. Mm. Oh, but yeah, look, they they look all all look fun to me. So like, yeah, you know. Hopefully, I've had enough time. I thought I wasn't ready, but then I watched them meet the queens, and I'm like, oh, I'm ready for some more drag race. Like, it's always fun. Like, 
I feel like the excitement has kind of diminished because of the glut of content mm, that we have. Yeah. But I'm always down to watch. It's just a fun time. I got one last shout out, which is uh, I saw Game Night last night. Uh, oh, I was I kind love of Game Night. Stuck really at home, fun. and then uh, Rachel McAdams was so funny. She's a really that. funny. She's in incredible. It's crazy that she was nominated for a nothing performance in Spotlight. I know. Was it the same year or no? No, no, no. Okay. Um, Game Night was like I think a year or two after. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and it has a great list of cameos and. I won't my, give them all away. My favorite is, um, well, he's not really a cameo. Um, Jesse Plemons as yes. the cop was really funny. Yeah, I he's great. Him. He's just so. someone uh, uh, also, that just doesn't have it. any ability to be um, charming or, yeah. or uh, social. That guy begged um, Kirsten Dunst. Mad respect. Mad props. Oh, uh, like in, in real, real life? life? Yeah. Oh, shooting Fargo and stuff. Yeah, they oh, got a wow. kid together. They oh, just that's such a, right. Such a lovely couple. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, he plays a cop that like is always trying to get invited to game night, yeah. but he's deeply sad You'll about watch... his divorce. Yes. Yeah. You watched a film, a murder mystery film? Yes, we watched The Last of Sheila recently, um, yes. 1973. Recommended by Ryan Written... Johnson. Co-written by Anthony Perkins and Stephen Sondheim. I love Anthony Perkins. Yes. So, so good. We found out that they, uh, they were dating, and we're just going to imagine they, that they I know that they, they dated this. and that they wrote this film, yeah, and I'm yeah. assuming we're that just they, they dated at the time they were writing the film. Anthony Perkins um, is a dream role for Andrew Garfield. They have the same energy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, good. And apparently this was, this was inspired when Sondheim and Perkins would actually go along they to parties. They would create like, yeah. elaborate like puzzles for people to solve at parties, and that this is kind of... That's part of it there's like a well, rich person see, with a yacht that has six people solve elaborate that's just puzzles. like i just need to find a person who would do all of that with me like that's yeah. like how come you guys don't do that you should torture uh, remember people how i write and to... host murder mystery parties oh, yeah, that's right, like... yeah. <laughs> we were looking at, at wedding venues because uh we, you know getting excited about potential places and then one of them also does like murder mystery parties could have uh, like an old mansion they're for also you. like five I have one last final popcorn mention and I think the most important mention for me is that I watched and got so emotional over Jeopardy the Greatest of All Time tournament oh, oh. I haven't seen that yet yeah, I know about like, yeah, the winners it's, it's but, the yeah. three best players of all time oh, this one, Ken yeah. Jennings, James Holtzauer and Brad Rutter and god it was riveting television <laughs> And do you guys know who wins? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just so, so deserved. Oh, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. And also in the final kind of like walkthrough, like, you know how like Alex interviews them, mm. um, you know, in between segments, mm. uh, in his final walkthrough between the three of them, he was just like, I don't want to be negative, but this is probably the last time all three of you are going to be contestants on the show. Mm. And obviously like Alex has been, you know, diagnosed with like yeah. quite a quite, um, um, really cancer is, yeah. yeah that's quite critical um mm. and i just touched me and like you yeah. know it was it was like all these three just guys all these people that have got such respect paying for each other. Yeah. And like i can't think of a more like just the perfect television personality than than alex trebek smart suave charismatic funny yeah just like affable like mm. what a perfect host yeah. yeah and like there will never be anyone like him and i think this is a great conclusion because ken jennings is just like such a wonderful guy. He kind of reminds me of our friend Adam Goodall in like, oh, a little bit. Yeah. Can you see that? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, to me, this was the perfect outcome because like he was like 
has always been like a great Jeopardy hero. Like Brad mm-hmm. and like James could be villainous at some point. Brad is just... a villain to me. I know you yeah. like Brad. I, like, I hate Brad. I've got my fourth. fourth <laughs> He's like, I'm going to use this winnings to buy another car. Brad to me, look, Brad. Brad to me <laughs> looks like um, a guy who's had like, you know, sex with a lot of like Asian women. Like, oh my God, yes. That's why I hate him. <laughs> you know? It's like, you just give me that energy. Um, uh, people Ken, are, some people are hopeful that Ken will take over. Well, that's why, so that's yeah. why I'm yeah. assuming, like, I think the only person who makes logical sense to take over take from over Jeopardy, Alex yeah. is Ken, because he's also, like, nice, he's charismatic, he's Everybody, so... the viewers know him as yeah, well. And yeah, and he's funny, like, he's, yeah. yeah, he's just a nice guy, and I think, hopefully, like, I mean, obviously, like, we wish Alex all the best. Alex yeah. has been a big part of my life and growing up, but... You know, everything comes in and everybody, like, mm. dies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, not to put a damper on anything, but, like, you know, I think mm. Ken would be a great person to take over yeah. should the day come that yeah. Alex steps back from Jeopardy duties. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's me. That's my pop corner. It's okay. true that everybody dies, and one person that died <laughs> was Eva Perron. <laughs> Evita! Evita! And people were sure sad when that happened in real life. And in the adaptation by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. You know who yeah. was sad? Madonna when she didn't get an Oscar nomination. <laughs> oh my <laughs> That's god. That's true. Felt so, like dying. Um, I was the only person that had seen this film before. Is that correct? Yes. I feel like I have seen this as a child, but like I wasn't paying attention to it. Because I do remember it because like my mom would have surely have watched this mm. my auntie would have surely watched this and i feel like i was in the room i just was not paying attention it's just not for me i grew up with the soundtrack yeah. of like the, in the the motion picture soundtrack as opposed to the like musical theater like the broadway right. soundtrack or whatever um so i listened to that a lot when i was a kid it was one of the things we used to play in the car um, yeah. this is a cast book, by the way but yeah. um i'd only seen the film once i think yeah. and i remember th- right. thinking the film was better than other like people being like madonna is really bad and like, mm. that she was okay in this but that was all and i, I really remembered about it well, apparently critics even commended her performance i, I mean okay. look when when you've you when you're a multiple time razzie winner yeah the mm. moment... like anything that's possible you're like she didn't wow. fuck this yeah. up what did she win razzie's for was it dick tracy or not dick tracy because um, she's that she's... whole film is great She's got a few, like, I mean, who's that girl? It's like Shanghai Surprise. Oh, right. Like... She tried to be a movie star for a while. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, my history with this is it's one of the the big ones. I came to musicals quite late, um, and so I've been going through the big ones, and this is one of the big ones that I have tried to listen to the soundtrack. They think the movie soundtrack, but I'd, like, listen to a couple of Antonio Banderas ones, and I'd be like, oh, great, this is a jam, and yeah. then get to a boring one and be like, fucking hell and, and this, i'd switch it off this is a show with a lot of boring ones yeah. i've got to say yeah um, yeah a lot of skippable tracks on my, this cd mm. yeah. my history was this is that yeah as i've said i definitely remember this film as a moment in my childhood mm. because i just remember the culture moment i don't know if it might have just been my family or the people my parents were hanging out with but like i felt like i heard don't cry for me argentina non-stop in 1996 <laughs> and i was like uh one i'm kidding i was three <laughs> i was but three like, but that was a memory that was ingrained in my in it's my just the thing people singing it or yeah 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 is it like i guess is it like a karaoke standard possibly i don't know i don't i just remember hearing 
No, particularly the image of Madonna like on the balcony. The balcony so the I I don't know where that memory stems from, but like I feel like it's so deeply ingrained in my head. <laughs> at least at some point you saw somebody singing this, or like, yeah. I remember watching. Or maybe Madonna it was just. I think maybe like or... it was the music video as well, mm. like because mm. you know like that might have been played over and over again. This was like, still a time in the nineties where they were really hoping for like popular crossover from like musical theater releases yeah yeah i mean the 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 musical was kind of dead at this point like Mm. um you know it wouldn't be revitalized again until moulin rouge in 2001 the last Mm. musical of consequence was really cabaret in 72 Mm. that long yeah and then it kind of just died period for musical theater and musical film i guess there was like a backlash to like how musicals were perceived like, it didn't help that the 80s were, like, full of these big musicals. Yeah, it's because like, of the 80s, what was happening in the theatrical scene. Like, yeah. in the 80s, it was such a, like, huge, big-scale epics of, you know, minimal, like, social critique. And Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber was a huge part of that, and, although yeah. Evita is just before that it's kind, kind of... It's kind of pre, it's a 70s one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's right? 70s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a, quite a, a few years before. Mm. Um, this is his third one after... Um, Jesus Christ Superstar and Joseph, oh although Joseph technically comes before. I love yeah. Jesus one, Christ two, three. Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Like, can you imagine think, making one of your best musicals? Like your, like your like second show. His, I'd say his best musical, yeah. and it's his like second show. What's first, the buzz? Tell me what's happened. <laughs> a, 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 a bop, a goddamn bop. I'd say mm. Heaven on Their Minds is the best song. Jesus yeah. Superstar for me. But, um, I would. Oh, what's the Judas one? Is that that one? Yeah, Heaven on Their Minds. Yeah, that's incredible. Unlike after you've opened a show with Heaven on Their Minds, you can't. And the Caiaphas. How deep that voice is. Oscar-winning role. Yeah. Give me a remake of Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. right now. I mean, the yeah. 70s film is still pretty good. The 70s film it's iconic great. with how it's filmed. But I but. feel like we... I mean... <laughs> Mm. That that like I feel like that film is semi iconic. It's not like West Side Story or Santa Music. It's not iconic. West Side Story iconic. It's what? more like, have you seen this one? And yeah, you like yeah, pass you the DVD. And you're like, what? And you're like, Look at Carl Nixon giving it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, so he did that. For, and then this was his follow up. Mm. Um. And it's very much apparently Tim Rice, who's the librettist, based it on like a particular biography of Eva Peron that yeah. he read, which was written by a British writer and is like not particularly like i guess not particularly positive in its yeah, take yeah, yeah. on her right, like it's right. a fairly critical take on ever bit on and so like it's a very weird biographical musical because mm. it's so negative about her in a lot of yeah. places but the source material or, yeah or well, the source material and the musical but like oh, the, the musical yeah. itself like you know is based on this book which is a yeah. like kind of mixed to negative yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I and mean, so at least from yeah. seeing the film, I guess there were critical sections. Yeah, I don't think the film um, was very critical. But it was her. just going, it felt like it was just going through the events. Yeah. And the main person that was critical was Shay, played by Antonio Banderas. Yeah. But I'd say he's the point of view character of the musical. That's true. That's my whole Right, right. and you kind of go yeah. with him a little yeah. bit more yeah. than in the film. Um, Although you still do a decent bit in the film. So, mm. our character, so there's Eva Perón, yes. um, who was um, famous. Yeah, First Lady of Argentina, played by Patti LuPone. Uh, Patti LuPone on Broadway. Broadway. Uh, There's a wonderful video. Everybody should go home and check it out where uh, she's performing at the Tonys. She's incredibly high. She's like on like a lot of coke and she's doing What's New Buenos Aires? And she's just like shaking. Her whole body is just like shaking. Oh, every note. And it's it's like, you can see right up her nostrils. It's it's great. Mm. (laughs) She also did um, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, quite a few. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago now, I think at the Tonys, um, where she, she reprised it. Yeah, and she did the hands. She did the it hands. Was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah and yeah, then yeah. so this role this was kind of in development hell for quite a few years yeah um where you know it came out and it was a huge smash on broadway and they were trying to make it and i think alan parker was actually one of the first to be approached mm. but he had just done um fame yeah and he didn't want want to do a musical back to back has yeah, anybody fame. else heard of alan parker before because i'd never yeah. heard of him his name kind of came up on blank check and he's also definitely podcasts done. he's like one of uh, like like one of those classic like, a, like middle brow oscar directors like kind of workman director yeah, 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 so he's done like a few Oscar bait films as well. Done a lot of other he did the commitments, yeah. um, Bugsy Malone, Fame. Mm. Um, Let's pull up his i his his IMDb. Sir Alan Parker. Who's your yeah. sir? Yeah, his first film was called Our Sissy. <laughs> with a C, not not <laughs> Sissy short, that was short film. It's a short film. Yeah. Um, did um. Oh, Pink Floyd the Wall. Mississippi Burning is his big oh, yeah, so Oscar film. Class. Yeah, we studied that for English yep. class. Yeah. He it's also history. did the the super weird and actually quite stylized um, Angel Heart yeah. with uh, Robert De Niro and um, God Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Um, oh yes. Yep. Yeah, which is a great fun film. Oh, and he also did Midnight Express, so another Oscar bait film. Um, what yeah. is Midnight Express about? Which one's that one? It's about a cafe in Cuba Street. Um, oh, open till three a.m. <laughs> and I express that. I actually don't remember, but um, I remember it was smuggling drugs yeah. out of Turkey and thrown into prison. Same, same, same. Yeah, you know? <laughs> totally. Um, Those yeah, guys so... smuggle yeah. coffee beans from Colombia. <laughs> That's not slander. Uh, I said coffee beans, <laughs> <laughs> not another. Yeah, yeah, but he's kind of mo- and then he just suddenly stopped in two thousand three. Um, but it, most known for doing yeah, the like, life of David musicals. Gale. I wouldn't blame him yeah. after working with Schmerv and Schmer Schmer. Yeah, that's yeah. got Kate Blanchett in it too. Kate Winslet. Oh, Winslet. Yeah. Oh, one of the Kates. Yeah. Uh, and a film adaptation Kate Moss. of Angela's. Kate, <laughs> <laughs> Kate Middleton. Of um, Angela's Ashes as well. Uh, yeah. A couple of years before that. Um. Anyway, he's kind of um. Yeah, kind of middle brow. Workman kind of, like. Yeah, workman like. Yeah. 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 And so uh, it had been uh, passed to him, and then Ken Russell, like crazy film director, Ooh, love, yeah. uh, love was going to be doing it. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to get guy. like Liza Minnelli Which, uh, was hilarious. tossed around. Liza so Minnelli as Liza Ava Minnelli Peron. as Ava Peron with Barry Gibb or Elton John as Look, Shay. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> no. But also, I kind of want to see it. I want to see that illusion. Yeah. Well, the thing with me oh. is like, if Liza Minnelli played Ava, at least I would have gotten why people were so drawn to her. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's something about Liza. And then, yeah. like, Ken, like, secretly wrote a script without the permission oh my God. of Liza um, Minnelli. <laughs> with just a Z. <laughs> he he wrote a um, he wrote a script without the permission of Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, and then they found out and like chucked him off the project. Uh, yeah. And then it went to Oliver Stone, which is why he has the story credit when it popped up in the oh, credits. Oh, I see. And he was directing, and he wanted so some of the names was uh, Meryl Streep, which I think I she think that would have worked. It. I mean. That was bear, bear in mind like we are, this was a time where, like we're not yeah. considering any latina actresses because there weren't any at the time <laughs> yeah the only and per- it's like it's when, you look at, when you look at race and ethnicity yeah. when it's talking about like latin america it's very complicated because Absolutely. the american conception of race and the yeah. like latin american so, southern american conception of race eva is peron different. is clearly a mestiza she's like yeah. she's white She's, she's yeah like yeah. white blonde like she's imagine christina aguilera she's yeah, latina but you know you wouldn't mm. necessarily identify her as, as latina you'd see white first mm. really mm. um i guess who was 
Yeah. Oh, there was Meryl. Uh, Glenn Close was also approached. Oh, I, um, and, oh, where was it? Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, oh, Michelle would have been... I don't know if you but she sing. she was attached and then well, I would have gotten it like I would yeah, have, yeah maybe. she was but attached also, and then had to leave because she got pregnant with but her second child I would not have seen Michelle like Madonna as low class she's very yeah. patrician like, yeah exactly mm. exactly you know? yeah um, and then yeah and then eventually went to yeah, Sonia Braga maybe like what's that Sonia Braga I'm just like thinking of names Summer yeah. Hike wasn't big enough and also she's not white yeah um, she definitely wouldn't. Like, look, I think like, Penelope Cruz, if she could sing, like if they'd waited a few years later, like. But Penelope Cruz, like, like she's in nine. I'm thinking about whether she. The thing is, she's very talking about this She doesn't have to yeah. really sing in nine yeah. though. For it's him, kind like, of a, a rough. Like you would assume that the role is is very good and perhaps could more could have been done with someone that is a little bit more fam- familiar with took acting. This because yeah. she felt like it was a great chance. Yeah, to, she to get an Oscar. she wrote yeah. a four page letter apparently to Parker, being yeah. like, "I will do my utmost to yeah. make this the most." Yeah. And I don't know if she did. I don't know. She certainly tried. I think she's working hard, but I think. Of the ladies mentioned so far, I'd go with Meryl just because, like, I think she has the most versatility to like do this role. But the age of any of these actresses are all just wrong. Like, Where yeah. was Meryl at? Oh, she was kind of in a serious state. Yeah, she right? just looked so in '95. She just choice. she just did um, the Bridges of Madison County. She was playing an Italian woman. Oh uh, yeah. Oh like, yes, for a time know, she was like playing everybody, right? Yeah, she yeah, could yeah. play anything. Yeah. Like in terms of she can ethnicity. play anything. And yes. my, look, I'm not like the hugest Meryl Streep fan, but like Bridges of Madison County is like top three greatest of all time Meryl Streep performances. She is amazing. There's still a bunch of Meryls that we haven't seen that I'm yeah. keen to say. Sophie's on Bridges Madison County. Yeah, and um, I don't know, like they like in in a weird um, reverse thing of Hollywood. Where Reversal like, of fortune, even. Oh, that's Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. It's Glenn and I Jerry. I thought I was being so clever. Okay, go um, on. But you know, like these are all older actresses vying for a role that's that's younger yeah, than them, which younger. is kind of refreshing. Yeah, age, yeah. age ranges from fifteen to thirty-three. Yeah, mm. and they're all oh. we're all very much older than thirty-three. <laughs> thirty-three, really? Yeah, she got the Jesus age. Yeah, she did. Jesus nice. age. Yeah, Santa Vita. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this film. <laughs> well, should we should we go through the rest of the the cast? Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price is Juan Peron. Playing another role that he shouldn't really be yeah, playing. Yeah, look, Jonathan Price, famously of Yellowface. Of Yellowface fame. In, in, um, in Miss Saigon on no, stage. Look, Jonathan yeah. Price is Winning a, a Tony for it, right? Look, Jonathan Price is an amazing actor, but like, why did he take this role? It was such a thankless it's, role. It's such a thankless role. It's so boring. Yeah. He gets very, very little to do. And every time he sings, I'm like, script this song. And it's not because he's bad at singing, because he's a very good singer, but it's yeah. just, I'm not interested in the, hearing it. The funny thing about Jonathan Price in this roles that like now he's played two of the most um iconic argentinian men in history juan peron and pope francis i cannot wait for the by his biography of Lionel messi like, can you imagine and now he's up for an oscar and oh, pointed Diego out Maradona. both him and antonio banderas yeah. right, for the oh, oscar good this yeah antonio and jonathan are like amazing actors who look until now have not been recognized by the academy and it's like great that they've finally been recognized with their first oscar nominations and it's absolutely fitting that is it very first for both yeah it's oh, first for both did of antonio them. not get like skin 11 or something no right. i mean that's foreign yeah so like it has to be like a singular kind of campaign yeah. for mm. or like the film has to be extremely strong mm, and extremely well yeah like yalitza parisio last scene. year like mm. so for for roma um yeah so this, this is the first nomination so it's incredibly fitting that we watch a film where both of them appear yeah 
And um, Madonna's still not an Oscar nominee, so <laughs> fitting. One yeah. last thing about Jonathan, he has a terrible leg. Um, oh, yeah, it's really it's, bad. Yeah, I don't know if it's... I he think looks it's, like he's from... To be modeled after. Yeah, or if it's just... It's just such like a. It's like somebody's drawn it with a big felt pen, and they've just like drawn onto his. Yeah, he looks like a Dick Tracy character. It's yeah. Really silly. To me, he looks like he's still in Miss Saigon mode. He's straight out of the Mikado. The black hair just makes his <laughs> hairline so obvious. Like, yeah. and it looks like Asian hair instead of like Latin American hair. It doesn't mm. really. He looks look like, like, like Mao Zedong instead of like Juan Peron. <laughs> but like, slightly less balding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so we're gonna talk in more depth about the and, MVP of the cast. Oh my god. Yeah. And Antonio- yeah. <laughs> this film and I guess his films with Almodovar just proved to me that Hollywood has been misusing Antonio Banderas for the longest time. I don't know if it's misusing, but it's taking one of the most um, unique and charismatic things about him and just posting that a hundred in terms of like, no. oh, he's sexy in front yeah. of the camera. Well, Let's more it's, more of that. It's, it's like, well, it's it's like trading on a different aspect of his charisma. It's trading on the sexy aspect of charisma mm. instead of like the charisma it's itself yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the brightness and, and the joy that he exudes in his performances mm. and he never got to kind of like tap into that like soulful quality that he does in the Almodovar films like Pain and Glory we never saw that kind of opportunity for him in America mm. like the closest I can think of is probably like uh, Philadelphia where mm. he plays Tom Hanks's but he's very much and even then that's a very small role yeah, yeah, exactly. it's exactly and he's in the in the shadow of, of Tom and Denzel in that mm. film like mm. like yeah. it, it was always like Mask of Zorro or like there was this film I remember from my childhood Original Sin with Angelina Jolie which I was like what is that film I want to see it it looks sexy like, <laughs> and those are good performances but it's just not yeah giving them the full potential yeah. of it yeah mm. and he's so like this film if you see this film it's just like damn Antonio Banderas is so charismatic yeah like how can you not give this man the opportunities that he deserves and it's just like again that bias against you know Mm. Latino actors being he one has an thing. accent yeah, and well, yeah. So that, that limits his so yeah. long for Penelope Cruz and Selma Hayek to break away from like being just like Latina kind just of like, like sexy sex parts and yeah. to being recognized as um mm legitimate actresses and I think that's what plagued J-Lo in her role and like why yeah. again we haven't even talked about the Oscar nominations <sighs> why Jennifer Lopez did not get nominated Snubbed. for mm. what should have been an Oscar winning role yeah we still win because Laura Dern gets her Oscar but it's for the wrong film mm. she should have been winning for, <laughs> for Little Women yeah yeah it's uh, it's pretty heartbreaking, especially the farewell as well. That's the yeah, thing no that Oscar me. nominations, no Oscar nominations for Uncut Gems as well, which I I've have not seen. seen yet. But I feel like this is a film we'll probably be talking about for a while. Like it's one of those. Well, we're films... seeing it before the next episode. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have yeah, our we'll review. report back. Mm. Yeah, um, and the reason why Antonio is really captivating is one he's he just is uh is but he also has the device of being the narrator so he gets the opportunity to look at us yeah and kind of report back what's happening it's in the story charming. yeah and in uh, in a way that's kind of um judgmental of the action and um yeah i don't it's know if that's I'm, really the story what i'm but... saying about the sort of negative portrayal of ever Peron, which is in like and i was sort of saying it's kind of inherent to the musical is that the entire thing it's like it's showing her actions as they were reported in this book. Some of them are not necessarily true, mm. um, but it's also being commented upon by Shay, who is the like narrator. I actually um, kind of like sometimes that. Sometimes physically not, yeah, modeled after like Che Guevara, but is not explicitly Che Guevara. I like Guevara. that. It, like, but yeah, I think it's a really interesting. I think that's yeah. the most interesting part yeah, about the, the musical is a, that you've a, got this. It's not just hero yeah. worship. 
Well, but, it's not uh, just a. It's also just not not just a regular narrator role as well. Like it's, yeah. it's interesting to have a narrator that's actively got an opinion and a take on the things that are happening, but yeah. it's often in contrary. To it's the kind of going of back to that chorus idea of yeah, um, of but it's rather than like the Greek chorus tragedy. would be like the like expressing everybody else's reviews, like yeah. public opinion. It's ex, ex, it's opposite to the public sentiment, which is interesting. To mm. me, yeah. I think what I love most about Antonio is like he's the only one who's having fun in this film. Yep. He's yeah. the only one who th- who knows what this film should be. He's got the cheeky rise yeah, and the camera. Well, he's also the one yeah. actually playing different emotions in this film. Yeah. He's, like, serious when he needs to be. He's cheeky. He's exuberant when he wants to be. Yeah. But also, yeah, he plays the layers of this character really well, whereas everyone else is playing a staid, like, drama. I can't... Like, I, I, really I don't heavy think drama. Jonathan or Madonna can do anything about that, though, because that's also character. It's I feel like writing. The, it's, know, and it's direction. The and the I think, so like, he, the, you can have the fun, like... So there's a lot of the times throughout this they try and use, like, an ensemble and a chorus to, like, be, uh, like, uh, stylized. They try... They reach for stylization, but they don't go far enough. Jonathan, that's where you, I think you have yeah, the fun. Jonathan, I don't think so, but I think... As an actress, Madonna maybe gave what was on the paper maybe a little less than what was on paper. Mm. Like I think an actress would have had fun with those like early role, early scenes with with Ava as a young child. Yeah, that's true. Like she would have sparkled. Like yeah. when she would have an to opportunity. She's supposed to start out as a fifteen-year-old teenager who yeah. is like very precocious and is you know, absolutely like, uh, naughty, cheeky. Um, we see the first the first in, shot. Yeah, we get no sense yeah, of that from the her. first shot we see of Madonna as Evita as her as a fifteen-year-old. You know, just having had her virginity taken away by this by man. this yeah traveling singer yeah and like she's and you're like damn she's got full agency of the situation like this mm. is this is what you see from that shot but like we don't see any of that really in yeah. the rest of the film it's like this is a lady like cool we see why ava is gonna be cool because like she knows from the beginning what she wants but mm. really the film objectifies her more than like shows us her point of view it's the problem with the, the the musical and the film like it's generally the problem with the source material and it carries over into the film is that Eva uh, Peron is the object of the film and is not the subject of the film and that's sort of my take on it is that the whole thing feels like like Shay is given subjectivity like we get to hear his view yeah. his point of views on things Eva we're sort of just hearing her through the glass like we're not really getting an understanding and empathy with her decision making getting yeah. her agency I have no yeah, idea it's what, just a series of I actions. have no yeah. idea what Eva wants no like I didn't even know that she wanted to be an actress. No, like that is a thing. Just kind of falls into that is a thing that happens to her and seems like something that she's always wanted. But the way the film is shown and told, the story of of Eva is told. I never got the sense that she ever wanted that. Yeah, we're repeatedly told that she's ambitious, but we don't ever really see that. We don't want to know what her ambitions are. Yeah, like we sort of see through the results of things happening. Like, 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 I can work out. You must love Juan Peron. Does she actually love Juan? Like, what does she see about this man? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, what is her point of view about these things that are happening and in her why life. does she have such a terrible taste in men and their looks oh yeah because she dates some terrible Antonio dudes Banderas it's ugly, ugly. Yeah. everyone in this film is so unattractive <laughs> i feel like there was a casting call of like you must be this level of attractiveness yeah to, to be you can't challenge Ant- antonio or madonna well to you me i feel like i feel like a, i feel like antonio was fine but i feel like madonna was like 
I've fine, we'll have Antonio, <laughs> but everyone else is going to be less attractive than me. Yeah, well, we, we thought maybe because Jonathan Price isn't the most handsome man in the world, that like it ha- you have to make you him have to look make good. Him the most so handsome of all of her lovers. All the men that she dates <laughs> to like climb up the social ladder like have to be like shittier versions of Jonathan Price. Almost some of them looked a bit like Jonathan Price, like weird yeah, knockoff she's got, clones. She's got a type. Yeah. yeah. Um, so should we... Yeah. I mean, like, the whole... But I'm saying that the entire, like, premise of, like, that her, like, sleeping her way to the top yeah. is, like, within it is, like, one particular historian's view of her situation, which right. is in some ways a really sexist and, like, retrograde view. But, yeah. And, like, you it know, sucks because, instead like, it's, like, what we don't know, we don't give her yeah. the agency that, so that exactly. she's either doing that like, on purpose... That could have been flipped or... as, like, something she consciously did so yeah. to, to make her life and her situation better. Like, one of the things about Ava that, like, endeared her to all of the people was that she came from nothing yeah that's and she why made something everybody loved herself. her but like the way the story is told it just kind of happened to her yeah based on like fate like nothing the only thing you of get her a own agency is that she doesn't want to be poor anymore and doesn't yeah. want to live in this yeah like she wants to move to the city mm. and then it's she just kind of like she just seems that she's sort of a bit of a gold digger yeah and that's not really like we could we could see so much more from this character if they had given her danger to give her agency and a bit more of a sense of perspective and even with her being poor we don't really see that all that much like the the um the populace the general public love her for that but like we don't really get a and also like madonna doesn't look poor she never looks right in those scenes she doesn't look 15 and she doesn't look poor. She is no Florence Pugh. Well, no, she Florence never, Pugh she never really, she never really looks thirty all the way through the film. No, either. she doesn't. Yeah, she never She's looks old. forties, fifties. Yeah. Look, thirty-three is generous. I could give her thirty-three, <laughs> but. Yeah. never less than anything than, yeah, than 25 or 26 yeah. like it's heartbreaking because you you can hear the music is is lively um yeah. uh, but the a lot of the time the action on stage like f- when she um lands in buenos aires uh yeah, there's for- like this huge lively music and she's been take she's gone with this um singer um, played by a guy jimmy nail jimmy nail jimmy nail sorry nail nail singular, singular. Yeah. and so yeah you get this crediting of like madonna Antonio Banderas, Jonathan, Jonathan Price, Price, Evita, title card, and then Jimmy, Jimmy Nail. Jimmy but, Nail's the only other one that gets a, a name. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's Miguel the Tango singer, very uh, dull character. He's like an English guy who He looks, has a great character face, yeah. very period. He looks like, he looks, I mean, he's white, but he looks Hispanic. Like, he's he looks like Salvador Dali. Dali. Mustache, yeah. Yeah. Uh, almost, yeah. you know. Apparently, he was like, he had like a pop song that went to number one in oh. the early 90s. Yeah. He's okay, got that Jimmy. kind of like rock kind of voice, I can hear. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, even from, from that sequence, he sings a song in a, in a bar, and then afterwards, people roast him for. Yeah, it's, you know. it's weird. So like, and, and it's, and it's yeah. deeply like it's being shot in like a realistic drama, yeah. except they're singing and like pushing back, and there's all this energy that isn't being translated into the shots. It's such the a editing. literalist direction. This whole film is just it's like we, oh, there's people walking down in a parade. We're going to show them walking down a parade. Oh man, it's, Ava, it's so when she boring. arrives to Buenos Aires, where she should be dancing in the streets, she has to go to a literal nightclub no and like dance and there. It's, it's it's shot like a drama, not like a musical yeah. Yeah. it's Which, shot like a, a, a boring stuffy Oscar bait drama historical yeah. period film. it's like they've rubbed away all of the fun out of this musical yeah. to make it seem respectable and prestige when like what could have separated from the pack was the liveliness like mm. 
Give me the La La Land version of Buenos Aires, BA. It's, the like, it's like there is it, there is occasional moments of like stylization, usually yeah. to do with like making people stand in straight lines and things like yeah, that. Yeah, which is like just a rip stiff. off of the escort sequence. But it's like they don't go far lady. enough with yeah. it. There's no sort of extremes and there's no sort of strange visual well, stylings. It's yeah. all sort of within Let's, the bounds of reality. There's this bit where they try and line up all of these guys on horses and like be staring at the camera, but the horses aren't going to remain still, so they're just bobbing their <laughs> the heads. Horses are just moving, and it's just a perfect perfect microcosm of like how how like yeah how how they haven't gone the distance to they really, really like it control it and make beautiful like images yeah. that are meant to be striking but they're it's, just not it's just the direction of this of this film is was wrong from from the first from the i i felt that the most interesting direction was in that random flashback that we get when ava is like five Un- or six unnecessary incredibly yeah flashback. and it's shot like like quite interestingly in yeah. some sequences it looks like a beautiful Fellini film like there's yeah. like wide space and you're like oh so do you want to make some other film here like is that what you're <laughs> keen on because yeah. like yeah so like the context of that flashback is we see the, the film opens with the announcement of Ava's death mm. and then we flash back to like Ava her being at her father's, at her funeral, father's funeral but she's not allowed in because she and her uh, siblings are yeah. Yeah, illegitimate kids and then she runs through the the cathedral to the church and and kisses her father's dead corpse yeah. on the forehead. It's cold. Don't do that. Yeah, but also like so unnecessary. I was like, why yeah. we don't need this? Flashback? I feel like they just want to get a fact in that she was an Ill- illegitimate child. It takes so long to get because into I, the meat of well, the film. I was just, we're waiting through. This I was whole, imagining that ugh. this was like thematically relevant in some way later on, and it was completely not. It doesn't not. come back. And you know what? The the most egregious thing about this was like the the little girl who is like maybe like six or seven year old, eight year old Evita mm. does not look like 15 year old Zero Evita Zero resemblance. No. It's like Madonna. you could have just found a girl that looked like Madonna. <laughs> right? It literally felt like it was from another film and I just stitched it in and tried to make it yeah. work. It yeah. was so dumb. And like, so 15 year old Madonna travels to Buenos Aires and Buenos Aires is not as yeah. jazzy it's as It's supposed you... to be like the big city. She's so excited and it's just, it's so boring. It's Everything like is just like a street f- with a car. You're meant to fall in love with Buenos Aires. The music says it, like the lyric says it. Yeah. But like when, when the camera cu- cuts to shots of Buenos Aires, it's like literally just a random city. Yeah. yeah. It looks just anonymous. Like and... give me like samba, salsa dancers on the street whisking Eva away. Yeah, random. it doesn't have to be give realistic. Give me hot man, give me hot women give me like soccer players doing tricks with a ball like, yeah and we get a set there's even a song that it's like oh she'll sleep with anyone male or female yeah and, like she that's not a, what it says is it not <laughs> oh, well there's a re- no. really weird scansion on a but, line that's like male or female but yeah, um that uh, antonio yeah, and Madonna did not work hard on his lyrics but yeah. yeah, give me a larger than life Buenos Aires. Like there was a shot towards the end of the song where like her and like the, the guy, what's his name? Magaldi. Magaldi were like walking like in the distance. Oh my God. And there were lights in the distance, like neon lights and like what? Yeah. And it's an empty street. Yeah. Give and... me cosmopolitan, like larger than life, escapist Buenos Aires, the dream. Yeah. And the end of that shot, it's like upbeat music for like the end of the song and then the music ends and Nothing. the shot is still going and they're just walking on the street and it makes Madonna, it makes Eva look 
like delusional delusional <laughs> i'm just like i love this place and it's like liza could play that i'm like oh wow look at everything happening and there's nothing <laughs> happening it would have worked in that sequence yeah <laughs> there is also like they've got some dancing but like because of the milieu it just looks like clumsy dance it's just like, kind of yeah. shitty dance from like you know that anybody would be doing in like yeah. a tango club but like. we got to get to the section where madonna um w- didn't want any she other co-hosts the other song um where she like takes the song of, of so another female famously, character there is the the only two female characters in the musical Evita that's ever put on and then there's the mistress who doesn't have a name it's Juan um, Peron's mistress right? it's Juan Peron's mistress and so then later on in the story after Eva and Juan meet and decide to get together she kind of displaces this woman from uh, her bed which we see that scene where she's just a real bitch this yeah. woman yeah um, and then the, she sings this song um, which is another suitcase in another hall which is like a ballad about you know being like what is alone. that what rejected what is that, that yeah. marius song from les miserables uh the marius one? Oh, yeah. uh, empty chairs at empty tables oh yeah uh. <laughs> the title was just like, I, I, I can see it but um, instead, but yeah, instead it's, no use. it's like Magaldi has a wife and so she's like ah oh, oh no now I'm sad I'm gonna sing a song about it and we're like it's been so it's been made so clear to us that you don't care about this guy and you solely see yeah, her he's a to Buenos Aires yeah. so, so we see her when she was like in, in the province like when she was poor she was rebuffing this guy who she, she'd slept with yeah, she was like no like, no I don't want anything to do with you I just but, want to get your like I just want you to take me to VA yeah. yeah so like and she has like she follows him to his home in Buenos Aries and then sees that he's got a family and all of a sudden she feels like she's the other woman and she's I'm like, like I've got through this before time please? and time again yeah, the ballad and I'm like you're supposed so to be a 15 year old that's just lost her virginity to this guy like that it doesn't does not make, sense. make sense it's just like the greed of Madonna really. I know the goal, I'm like you could have given this other actress the audacity yeah, yeah. if like, I do one more song maybe there'll be more chance I get an Oscar nomination but yeah. also you know she just knew that like if there was someone else in that film they should anybody blew, else would have outsung her. her oh yeah but also out acting her blew her yeah. out of the water the conversation would have been away from Madonna does well or like you know exceeds expectations so like this yeah. unknown actress or like this other actress like, like steals the show from Madonna exactly and it's like which, she could see it happening yeah exactly but I'm like I mean you could have just cut it like honestly yeah. if that's yeah. what the problem I mean, was better just cut the song there's a I lot mean, of this we, they, could they, I was gonna say the, so much the scissors could have been more useful the scissors useful. were not out <laughs> yeah, the scissors were kept at yeah, home in the, the drawer si- the knives were in the knives in. were in <laughs> yeah. on this one because her performance oh, like she has to film be doing uncut. this like young ingenue when she's arriving which she doesn't do particularly well no it's not believable Madonna does not at any point seem like an Ma- impressionable young Madonna girl. does not sell being a young ingenue mm. at all. Because even when Madonna was a young ingenue, she'd never seemed that ingenue She but always had like... I don't think she even needs to be an ingenue necessarily yeah. for this, but she needs to be young and like uh, scrappy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kind of but, but she doesn't yeah. come up as... It. She doesn't yeah. seem like that. I feel like to me the most important part was that she had to sell the wonder of like, you know, a, a better life. Yeah, like, in wow, Buenos I'm Aires. in the big city for the first time yeah. and we don't get any of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, the next stage of that is she needs to, you know, we get this narrative of her sleeping her way up. Yeah, which, um, which is weirdly like non-sexual, like, or like just not very sexy. And that's also part of the filmmaking as yeah. well. But um, well, to me, it's not stylized yeah. enough. Yeah. It's just, it's, so like, much of this film is there not stylized is enough. There is so much about this movie that's like, why don't you lean, lean into the sexiness of, of Latin culture? Like, you know, there's so much sensuality in that film that you've kind of, and, and that, like, kind of, yeah, general continental culture mm. that, like, you've just stripped away to make this, like, really bland kind of, like, mm. old Hollywood kind of thing where it's just like, 
you know, put Madonna in pretty dresses and like yeah. there were some pretty dresses. Very good costume design. Good look. Not just from Madonna as well. From Antonio has some very good looks. Yeah. Antonio, look, he's not just. He's got these overalls on and he's got his his shirt open. Antonio's a full buffet in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's one where he's dressed as a journalist. We all thought he was a detective. Yeah. It's a strong detective look. Yeah, and that's his audition for a new role. It's very good. We've tweeted Ryan Johnson to. Well. I deleted that tweet and then did a new version on it, just saying petition for Antonio to play Sam Spade. Because, no, um, no, go back to a tweeting Ryan Johnson, otherwise how will he know to cast him? I know, but I, f- yeah. I feel like you got to go big or go home, and that one was just a polite asking. So I don't know, maybe we'll try again with a stronger tweet. <laughs> but uh, he should be the foil for Benoit Blanc's... Um, I feel like he should be Benoit's former out. lover. He can be his foil and his former. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Rival nice. detective. It's like a show like Moriarty, but there's only, only one know? man that ever that ever, <laughs> that ever broke his heart as well as I could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So we get that sequence where Antonio like says goodbye to all the men, like he says, "Oh well, yeah. see you later." Again, She's not hanging out with you anymore. This really could have been a section of the film where Ava, the character could have shown agency like yeah instead if we see her ambitions and the, the cogs yeah. wearing and instead it just almost seems like she just falls into exactly. a, the lap of a it's guy just, and is like oh he oh, looks like he's got good gold buttons on his shirt yeah. i'll go follow him like uh, and yeah. even if say you're doing that narrative like there's a way to do that narrative more excitingly more it feels charismatically. like she's falling up like, like with increasingly this film, uglier men and this with film bigger pockets just yeah. it only he only seems to know mid shot as a shot i mean yeah. obviously there's more shots but like it's a lot of static camera mid shots. There's so it's so <laughs> static. Like Clearly. I think of like look to Scorsese in the sweeping yeah. camera. No, like come I mean, on, Alan let's Parker zip around. went to the Tom Hooper school of oh, Dutch some angles. Good Dutch angles. Oh. <laughs> Why is Tom and Alan? How do they get their hands on these musicals? Because yeah. like it's so bland. They're just boring boys. Okay. Boring like, boys. Yeah. yeah. The boring boys. But can they hear it in the music? You know, it's it's yeah, energetic. Some people yeah. are just boring. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want that. Yeah, clip that ticket. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we get that sequence. It's boring as shit. Um, but like, this is the ascendancy of Ava. She becomes like a society lady. She becomes an actress. She becomes an actress. But then, like, again, like it's there's no sense of her working to achieve her goals. Honestly, it's funniest just, she just funniest actress it. in film since. Emma Watson as Meg March. And actually, you know what? Emma was fine in Little Women. I think yeah. there's a tiny little gag where, like, she's acting and then the director isn't into it, but, like, the guy that she's dating, like, claps and so the director claps. So there's this implication that she's I not she's that. not even all that to great me, at To me, all of, of, of Madonna slash Ava's acting is big Mussolini gestures to the camera. Yeah. Like, yeah. sharp, like, gestures. I mean, I that's feel the like third stage Ava Ferron did do a lot of, like, hand actions when she was or- yeah, or- but it, like, but the way Madonna why, performed like, it looked yeah. very and that's robotic. Why, like, you know, like, Patty does that when she does the before. Elaine Page yeah. does those hands during her Don't Cry For Me Argentina as well. So I yeah. assume it's a character thing. But it's also, it's yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> I feel it's, it it's really tough work. if you're, like, not... I mean, you, your primary thing isn't being an actor. Yeah. And you have a director that doesn't seem to be able to support yeah, the rest of the know. film. Yeah. It's like she's know. just doing her best read, yeah. and then it can't go further than It's that. like, yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Alan didn't know how to, like, get that performance out of Madonna. Man, or like maybe he did, and this is the best version of what we could get, what we could get out of yeah. it. Exactly. Um, but I wanted a sense of, like, you know, the X Factor that people would fall in love with this woman. What yeah. about her? I wanted an Obama-esque 
kind of like you know mass cult age of aquarius i i love yeah absolutely you need need some comedy and you need the sense of her like actually connecting with people like i don't know i was just like i have never seen her share a scene with a poor person since that first sequence and this is the thing is like well there was that sequence the the money sequence later on where she's like well yeah but not as like an end of it that's like a montage though and it's very near the end of the film and it's like there's a lot of too little too late and there's it's it's we just expected to take it as a given that like oh this happened in history so therefore like you'll buy it in the film and it's like yeah but you need to show us the stepping stones like the emotional stepping stones not just how she physically got there if you watch little women greta gerwig tells you how the care and each of the character feels in a shot yeah. Like, this is just, like, a history book. Like, this it's is, like... It's just, you see things happening. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, I never know yeah. what she feels. There's no sense of, yeah, her feelings yeah. and her choices. What does she feel about her husband? I have no clue. Yeah, yeah. you're just like, does she actually... Like, we can hear her doing speeches saying that she loves and supports she, this, but is does she, she doing that for herself? Does she love or, the poor people yeah. at all? Is she just opportunistic? Does she actually care about them genuinely apart you, you can do both things where you can be opportunistic and care for the people genuinely yeah. but i don't see any of those all things we know is that she made speeches saying she cared about them and yeah. like yeah sure she made speeches and but you know that sequence with that sequence with the husband otherwise. is shocking as well because yeah. it's one of the worst songs oh, um jonathan price is doing together. doing the best that he can uh with like shots where you know one of the best qualities of an actor is when a, a shot is on you and you're not speaking yeah. we can see the emotion yeah. Yeah, current absolutely. underneath so th- um, this is when they first get together yes. right? when they first so laid I'm, eyes on each other surprisingly good for you uh, yeah. it's very bad it's one of the most boring duets <laughs> and they're just well, walking together in this, more like uh, I'd be yeah. surprisingly bad for you man yeah. they're just walking down staircases there just is like... no like romantic or sexual tension between no. these two no. like even show me the initial attraction between these two there's no flirtatiousness there's no like you know, or like, like seeing him say something on stage that you know is inspiring. Like, but like I nothing. want the first shot of Juan looking at Eva, undressing her with his eyes, like something yeah. like that that shows the heat between them. But there is no sense, and it's like if you're trying to actually, like, if this film's perspective is that they are actually in love, like I can't even tell if that is what they wanted yeah, us exactly. to believe. Mm. And that's one thing. But also, also if the film's perspective is that like both of them are like this would be politically advantageous for yeah. me, then I would need to see a there her is as no a person con- that cares yeah. about political. Yeah. It hasn't made a choice. And B, like, you know, him seeing, like, she's, yeah. she's really got people to power of her hands. She'd be good for me. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, but I need to see that. There is nothing here. It's just they, like, starts talking. The only, <laughs> the only uh, uh, like, um, ability to, like, see that is when Antonio is, like, singing in, like, this weird montage song of uh, of, of how Juan Peron, like, climbed. Yeah, he does a how lot he... of exposition. Kapow die. Oh, Kapow the worst. The, the lyrics Kapow die. For to me, it's Kapow die. Yeah, that's song. the title. Look, just, where it talks about how he took advantage of, like, um, uh, when a, an earthquake like a was hit. Right wing yeah. military coup. Yeah. And was yeah. like, I'm going to start my neither right nor left wing government. <laughs> so, yeah. so basically, just like it's an exposition song about the, the, the rise of one pit on. But to me, I'm just like, what illuminated was illuminated by uh, this film? It's called The Lady's Got Potential. Oh. Okay. That doesn't make any sense to me, but yeah. That's <laughs> but cool. is that like, I only know musical people like in the broadest general terms. I don't really like, um, Tim Rice is a horrible lyricist from what I can see in this film. Like, yeah. What else has he, he's, he did, uh, wait, Joseph. Yeah. He's not, wait, no, Elton. Who did he, who did Lion King with him? I think Tim it was yeah, Tim Rice and okay. Elton. Well, he's got that. That's fine. Actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. He gets to, he tries to be too clever in this. 
Yeah. Or, or too, like, too expositioning. And he tries yeah. to put in too many, like, references to, like, political factoids that are happening at the time. Also, and so we don't think need about, it. like, the emotional narrative. Again, I don't know why this is a rock musical instead of, a, like, a Latin-infused musical, you know? Like, because, like, it was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. <laughs> the most beige man. Yeah. Also, the filmmaking in that sequence, it's going from that last section of Ava, like, sleeping with people, and then it ends with Antonio just, like, speaking to the camera or something and then boom explosion right different scene it's got no like inter uh, relation between it it doesn't do it an extreme contrast in yeah, all that manner. i was very like this is a film where like i felt like time was non-existent it was just no like, there's no one thing time passing. exactly it's, just it's things, things happen. happening yeah. there's a point later like at the close to the end of the film where we were watching it we're like oh they hate her now oh no they still love her i don't know but yeah. somebody's fighting huh? and like yeah. we have no idea what's well, going on even in this yeah. section now that we're recapping it is that like you know they they get together and then like a few sequences later i'm like oh i guess people love evita now yeah. Guess like how did that happen? Because I was like, gonna she say went from like a middling actress because she's not known. It's like people aren't like you know people seem to like her as an actress, but they're not like. Oh, so was she an her. actual like like famous actress? She Is was famous-ish. Um, okay. Like she was kind of like a matinee radio star. Yeah. So like. Yeah. As if if you could compare fame level of an actress now, who would I mean, it be? it's kind of like weird because it's like I feel like it should be someone we don't call a local not. actress, like a, like a New Zealand actress. Would it be like famous. Meghan Markle pre? Yeah, maybe Meghan Markle pre pre-marriage, oh, yeah. pre yeah. hmm. where it's like you know she's people know of her, but like if you, if you'd said that name to a passerby on the street, they might not necessarily yeah, know right, who it was. Right. Yeah. But I think more on a local scale, where okay, like gotcha. there's people like New Zealand famous, where they're like, oh yeah, oh no, that's what I meant. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't think she was internationally famous but i mean like just the scale to the argentinian people like yeah it's tricky with that have... time passing as well because they don't have that out of like um old age makeup because you gotta you got that cut off at 33 hey look if if madonna was an old age i bet she wanted that old age oh makeup. Like, kick it in. i mean she did take off her makeup in the final like death scenes oh like, yeah her and yeah. her her Uglier plaid up. pigtails oh, like, her pigtails um yeah. so anyways for some reason people love her now yeah. oh but i just want to uh, wrap up on that jonathan price um, section because they they go home they go to his room to bed, yeah. um and it's the most deeply unsexy like final moment yeah where um you know that they're definitely closing to it like they're about to they're fuck about, yeah they're, they're and then get it, down and then it cuts to outside a curtain with like a tiny bit of a shadow maybe like her head and then that disappears and then the lights turn off yeah. and then no, no there's yeah. no like good like like click or like any theatricality to it it's, it's just so like safe. yeah it's, it's deeply well, safe the thing that like that this like sequence um kind of like illuminated for me was like madonna's fine as as you know as a resemblance for she mm. she kind of Visually, resembles yeah, Eva sure. as yeah, a visual it's a physical, kind of, yeah. but like her body is way too modern for her body is very like, like muscular and, muscular and, and, bony. and bony she's a very bony just, woman and I'm just like mm. that is a 1996 body and not a <laughs> 1936 body I don't know yeah. when this is set. I mean it could have been fine for when she's like stricken by disease like, yeah yeah on, exactly but, like... but I was like damn you're <laughs> yeah, fit but like, the yeah. prime of her health yeah, yeah. no um, it's like when when that scene in Argo, Ben Ben Affleck takes off his shirt, and it's clearly abbed Ben Affleck, and I'm like, that is not a '70s fit body. Yeah, he was yeah. making a bid to be a superhero. Probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, he was. I mean, He's yeah, Batman, Batman pretty soon after. Batman oh, around that time. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was bad. Worst man. Yeah, she is good at falling though. Have you seen her falls? Oh, she Ava. falls. Oh, she falls she down all over yeah. the place, <laughs> left, right, with a cup. Yeah, um, that's gonna pick up on the audio. Sorry. sorry. 
Um, what do we go to after that? We got um, she's loved. They love her for ages. Oh, God. Yeah, and then she. I guess she sings "Don't Cry." Yeah, it's it's basically they. They do, love her now. It's a big workers' movement that they decide to do when she's like giving political ideas to Juan, and then they decide to like run for. He he sort of takes over and runs for president of the country, and then they win, and then they she sings. And the victory lap this film takes halfway through the film yeah. with get, getting the flashbacks that you've we've all seen and loved, right, except so, we didn't love oh, yeah. her. Oh, also, so, she helped break him out of jail before this. Anyway, all right. yeah, so she like, addresses the iconic moment of this film where she addresses the fucking crowd yeah. and sings Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, the first time, I guess. And then yeah. the film flashes back to like images of Herself her life. as a child. The first time she went to Buenos Aires. And I'm like, why are we flashing back? Like, I don't know how it informs her speech. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it, not related. It's Yeah, and this moment feels like so out of the blue. Like, Yeah. I, yeah, what is she weird. meant to be saying? She's saying like, you love me. Like, yeah. don't cry. It's well, okay. Yeah, she reprises this like, um, at the end. At where, the very where she's end, just she's about dying to die. of cancer. She does her final sense, like, yeah. announcement to the people when she sings Don't Cry For Me Argentina again. And you're like, why couldn't you have just done the whole song yeah. now instead of and, having yeah. to do it? And well, movie musicals make those huge changes yeah. to musicals. Well, to like, me, it's yeah, fun. exactly. Well, to me, like this would have been effective if the mixing of this song and the scene was different. Like if this was more of an exuberant kind of celebration of like because it kind of is. Yeah, it's like everyone's more up tempo. Everyone's like don't like it's something that like set a different tone. This is kind of somber in a way. Like it's what? a very it's a it's a ballad, and yeah. I just don't understand if what this it was, means. Yeah, I guess if you had more instrumentation, would that make it sound more upbeat? Some, it's yeah. got a lot of instrumentation. Well, to it's me, a lot of flourishing. Yeah, because like, mm. if, if even if you recontextualize this as like a happy song now with a bit more upbeat kind of rhythms, and then you change the meaning at the end, I think that's what they were trying to do. With the reprise, yeah, you know, but it doesn't quite work. Breeze, you know, like, it doesn't really fit so at all at the beginning. Work, yeah. you don't know so why we were watching there. this, and we were wondering why there weren't any close-ups. One, like, get closer in on Madonna as she does these iconic lines. Yeah. But also why there weren't any shots of the people close up. And I think I figured out the reason why, is it's in the same environment. And I reckon they shot it just once. They did both kind of versions on one night i reckon or like oh, one yeah. kind of time and then so they got the shots of people looking sad because she's just about to die but i don't think they got like the huge hopeful optimistic stuff right so therefore you have like this huge crowd of people and they're there and it just has madonna who's trying her best but she doesn't really nail that first one um she nails it in the reprise a little bit more mm. um and then you have the the crowd but you don't can't use the close-ups like because it's sad crowd yeah. yeah and then occasionally to jonathan price and occasionally to some random other There's dude some other guys and you're like who is this yeah. person so they cut to like their body guy like they yeah. cut to like advisor some, yeah, i don't know like, okay. some other dude. do we really need their perspective like, on the shot but it's like, not like he's doing a strong take on anything exactly. she says he's just standing he's just looking listening. It's yeah. like a, a shot because another shot fucked up and they don't yeah. have anything else to cut it's to. It's like that like shot in Avatar last episode where we see that guy being like suspicious. <laughs> being suspicious. Yeah, and, and you're like, like, oh, oh yeah. that's something. Gonna... <laughs> nope. No, no doesn't reason. mean anything at all. Yeah. Um, so we're sort of at this point, don't me, Argentina is happening. We're looking at the like running time of the film and we're like, oh shit, we've just passed halfway. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And this is, this is normally when the act break occurs. Yeah, yes? that's the end yeah. of act one. And that's why Don't Cry For Me, Argentina is there because they want a big end of that one song. That's and really I felt that reason. too. I got up, I got some snacks when Antonio was singing the next song because there is no yeah. point. Oh, High Flying Adored, one of the worst songs in the show. The next song is like 
just him and her recapping what yeah, has been happening. Yeah, it's just, I happening. love Antonio, but he is, he's trying his best with a very boring song here that's just like, did you see that one? Let yeah. me just tell you, in case you, you The you knives can't wait should have been it. out for the scene. Yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> looks, we did not need he it. looks furious in the scene, and I think it's just furious he's at Alan. Bored, he's yeah. just, he's just looking at the camera going, fuck you, Mr. Parker. Yeah. Why do I have to sing this? Um... Yeah, it just kind of goes on. It goes on and on. Do we have to recap well, the it all? the thing is what happens next no, straight like, after that. It goes to... into Rainbow High, one of the iconic moments. What happens? Uh, I, it wasn't iconic to us. What's well, called? Cool. Like the, the, uh, did you do a rainbow tour it's the ra- Yeah, that's when, it's the makeover. It's straight after Don't Cry For Me. I just Was that a makeover? But, but there's with the, with the stupid Antonio Banderas song that could clearly be cut in the middle of it. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's like, just go straight from one it's to the other. So like, so like anyway. yeah, but... Oh yes, but the president. The, the president wore pearl song. Yeah, so, like this it's is the, the one that they do the parody of in yeah, the Simpsons. This is the one, like one of the scenes oh, I recognize because right. because in the episode the president wore pearls from from the Simpsons. Lisa Simpson becomes class president because she, you know, attempts the Evita makeover. Um, and for a, a singular moment, because they oh, are small objects, yes. um, Alan does extreme close-up. The shots were very cool. Of it like, was like lips and hair. hair and all of a sudden it was like, it's alive! I, would I felt like Frankenstein. I was like, the song needs to be so much camper and bigger than like, you know what, he doesn't oh, yeah. all the way out. You know what this it. kind of the no, he doesn't, but just me those was, few was, shots. was like promising. that um, song from A Star Is Born hair, body, face yeah it's, like, it's that it's, <laughs> it's like, it's again yeah. Lady Gaga would have been great in this musical <laughs> had she gotten the chance to but Madonna did it first like many things in Lady Gaga's career well Gaga yeah. might try for it now now that she's got one song, um, oh, she musical has, under she her belt one Oscar more than Madonna two more Oscar nominations three more Oscar nominations than Madonna so. oh did she win yeah. song she won song she won right? song yeah okay yeah. Yeah. Right. um if yeah. you had to do a movie musical with Gaga, who would you cast in the other roles now? I'm just Antonio. chucking it. Just get it's Antonio back. Antonio's back. It's well, Antonio could play Juan. Yeah, but that's boring. That'd be a waste of Antonio. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Waste of Antonio. I feel like you could, you know, give a young charismatic actor um, Shay. <laughs> Can you imagine Bradley Cooper because of all that chemistry <laughs> as Juan? Doing the same terrible Oh my hair. god, I can see that. And that's yeah. why it's scary. <laughs> yes. What's he doing a now? Oh, he's is, doing um, Leonard Bernstein uh, for Netflix. What? He's doing Leonard Bernstein for Netflix. Oh yeah, and he's, right he's going to be doing Guillermo uh. del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Oh. Yeah, it's a remake of a, of a 1940s film. And it features Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, and Rooney Mara in supporting roles. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm down yeah. for, I'm I'm down for Guillermo. I'm down is he for actually directing or producing? Oh, it's Guillermo. Guillermo is directing. Oh, good. Bradley is starring. And I actually generally enjoy Bradley as an actor. I think he's very talented. Yeah, I think he is a but, lot better than we all thought when The Hangover came out. Yeah. Well, I was a convert from Silver Linings, so there you go. Mm. Um, back to the movie. I can't remember where we were. Uh, where oh, were she had we? the glow up, and then she, she went on, on the, the rainbow tour. tour. The rainbow oh, tour of Europe. Yeah. Except okay. it's framed but through we, these guys. We were, f- yeah, we were talking about the, the shots of, of the things, yeah. and yeah. like we were like, rainbow damn. High. But yeah. this is this is when it dawned on us that like yeah, Alan Parker's straight. Alan like, Parker's a straight man. <laughs> he should not be in charge of this. Yeah. We're like, you've got like, like you've got a good, should... good, good good costume designer who's yeah. generally there's a, there's a yeah. pretty bad yeah. outfit during yeah. the Don't Cry for Me Argentina. Oh, oh my god! We we need to stop the podcast because we have to talk about this disgusting. It's very outfit. bad. It's got like these big. Spider blobs. Yeah, so it yeah. looks it. like, like it's Ava usually has pretty on point wardrobe. She really, really good wardrobe. But her for her big moment, she wears like this like pantsuit. Well, not like this kind of formal 
like yeah. office dress kind of thing but like she's got like it didn't look very flattering for a bust either no, no, it's, like, it's, it's kind of it's like glamorous. a cream and black splot yeah but yeah. Like, it looked like it had big blotches of mold on it yeah and it was disgusting and it's like this is the moment where she iconically in like the musical she wears this big white ball gown fuck off ball gown like, that's yeah, what exactly. I wanted it's show like, your that's wealth like based on a Dior thing that give me material girl life. Madonna and I'm like what, what, why did yes, you go Madonna, away from the big be a material girl. That's <laughs> what your destiny is. And I'm like, I feel like this is a and direct that's what we want like, to see. That, that's not realistic. She wouldn't yeah. have worn that for the real address. Well, that and I'm like, sucks, Fuck Alan Parker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, he doesn't give the makeover sequence the you said, you said that he, like, went into a career to, like, try and date girls or something oh, like that? I was like, like, is Alan Parker straight? And I went on his Wikipedia page. It's like, he did a marketing degree because he thought that marketing would be a good place to meet girls. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, Deeply okay. straight. Deeply straight man. Um, um, it's funny that this is called the. It's ironic, really, that it's called this the Rainbow Tour because we see Ava's Rainbow Tour in black and white through a bad flickering like projection. Oh my god! And these men are talking about how prizes. she's doing, and they're just like yeah. talking to Jonathan Price, who's watching it, going, "I think well, she's doing very yeah, good." Well, Ava yes, win them well. through or something. Like, yeah. Well, she win them. Win I them. don't even remember. Uh, who so cares? Boring. It's so boring. And I was like, why aren't we seeing her perspective when, on this? When, why are we watching these guys? But then, <laughs> but when we do cut back, right? Eventually, we. I don't know if I'm jumping songs right now, but I don't care because there's a bit where Antonio starts singing and he's dancing in the pool. This way later. We'll, we'll get and to he that. goes, Emma! And you're like, oh. Later, James. Oh my James, gosh. you just blew your load real I just want to, I don't want to jump. No, I want to jump. About, Let's I jump. I want to talk about this because when it does cut back to Madonna, she says, she was talking to like the Spanish officer and yeah. she was like, they called me a whore. And I was like, wait, why did not, why, did, why didn't we why see didn't that? Why didn't we see that happen? Why, why didn't we see her reaction to being called a whore? Because yeah. that would be terrible. Well, so she's talking to some random, yeah. talking to a random dude that has an eye patch and talks in quite a weird who says, like, a real, like, shitty like, thing to People know. called me a pirate, but now I'm still sailing the waters. <laughs> no, no, I've been away from sea no, for like, so long. No, he's like, that's sea, like, right. people still yeah. call me Admiral, Admiral yeah. even though I haven't been one for a long Admiral time. Admiral and whore are different things, but sir. But I'm like, that's the, it's the shade. It's him saying, yeah. like, you're not a whore now, but you used to be. Yeah. It's like, well, but, like, that's why, shady. It's, but that's but why like, we should have seen that scene, yeah. because, like, I mean... We never see her insecurities about being poor. Yeah, we never, coming from nothing. Yeah, she just always being looks nothing. like Madonna, just in yeah. a stage show, like playing dress up. Oh, she does look like Madonna in the biblical sense all the time. She does. <laughs> she's Madonna and not the whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, she does this whole thing. She goes to England, guessing there's a fish shot of the She's <laughs> despised like, at and, one and point, right? At one point, like all the rich people hate her, and then like she sings at them, oh, and then they oh, disappear. Oh man, she's like, and what if they all just disappeared? And, <laughs> and then, then they, they go. Cut to the Union Jack and for so, some reason. Yeah, that's just well, uh, like, and Alan, then and Alan then being and like, I've got a little bit of a sneaky bit there. I've got some uh, some 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 Ooh, bit of style. surreal moments. And then who appears through the bar but Shay? And he's fucking furious. And he's got his people behind like, him. What are you gonna They're do, all poor. Ava? And he's like, Fuck you, Ava. You are looking out for the you poor. You don't do anything for us. You're and it's beautiful. You can the feel the people. the anger and the charisma coming off him. And then you cut <laughs> back to Madonna, and she's just sitting there being like, I don't think that's true except it's not even sassy like that she's just like 
Oh, no. I'm still living. She was, I'm doing a she good was job. a beautiful ghost. <laughs> Madonna was a beautiful ghost. You know, she was staring. She, she nothing. She was not present. <laughs> she was staring at the Union Jack that we saw five times for I some think, reason. Yeah, I, I think they shot. They must Union have shot Jack. those at different times because <laughs> I think when Antonio is giving you that, you've got to step up. I reckon they shot that before. Different and, set. Yeah, different, different set. <laughs> I the yeah. game was somewhere else. If, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder if they got along. Who knows? Did they, did they ever interact? Oh, they had yeah, one scene where they, they were, it was during the sexy song, where they're singing about very sexy stuff, but they're just standing next, yeah, to, each standing other, next to each other. And then they just look at each I other. Mean, they also do and have... you're like, really? This is what we're doing, filmmaker? Okay. They, they have the dancing yeah. scene later on, but like, I, I wonder how the dynamic on set was. Was Madonna a big diva? What did Melanie Griffith think of Madonna? Did they get along? Where do we go to next? This is the money scene. So James, this is what we're talking about. The money shot. The money oh, shot. rolling, rolling, so, rolling, roll high. So, yeah. so, so what is, is what song. is the context this is about, historically? So Ever on. She sets up the Ever on Foundation, which is about social works. So it's uh, all about providing money for like hospitals and schools and yeah. like generally giving um, charitable works. And so the people. causation of that is supposed to be Antonio yells at her. He's like, "You're not doing anything for people," and she's and like, she goes, "Fuck you, yes I will." And then she sets up this foundation. I see. I didn't get that causation at all. Money, yeah. money, money. Um, um, but yeah, so anyway, um, it was one thing. I think it was like it was. Oh my god, she's she's like. I mean, Antonio is kind of like the MC of this the MC yes. of the musical. Yeah, yeah. And she's the should Sally have been Balls. Liza. She's the Sally Bowles. She would actually be perfect for Sally Bowles because Sally Bowles famously not that good. Not that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're pretty good. Um, no, I would say, I'd take that version of cabaret. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then life as a cabaret, she has to pull it out, you know. Yeah, no. I, I feel know. like Madonna has enough charisma to pull that out. She pulled out the final scenes of this, which we'll get yeah. to. But yeah, yeah. roll but and anyway, roll. So it's, it's just a celebration song. It's, it's a montage of Madonna. Madonna being like, kissing babies, yeah. holding soccer balls up. Yeah, signing stuff. Signing stuff, smashing ships. Being charitable. She's, she's like setting up the plumbing, and so all the water is flowing, and Antonio Banderas yeah. dancing with some children. Oh my god, the movie thing. comes alive. Antonio so is. You're like, Antonio what? can dance! Well, that first shot of it, he, he says, Eva, and it just like erupts oh, out of the screen. Antonio is just like dancing up a storm. He's like, dancing with his whole body the people the extras are just like having a ball and it's like yeah splashing it's like was it like a pipe bursting or something I think it's like, like yeah like t- the, the water has been turned on yeah. I'm, village, I'm just imagining that Antonio you know? is like hey Alan I, I've got an idea um, can we just roll the cameras and I'm just gonna pitch this and Alan's like okay sure whatever and you British, start that yeah. <laughs> yeah, same thing um, same monotone boring vibe yeah. um, and then he's just like how about this and does some dancing he's like I guess this will work <laughs> and he keeps on cutting oh back God. to it because it's clearly the most energetic thing in this whole film. It, lo- yeah. it just was like uh, this should have been the vibe of the entire yes, you thing. You want the yeah. of dance and exuberance and then like make me want to live in Argentina. All, all the like, you know, like obviously poverty is not like something that could be idealized, but like make it feel like something like the people are are alive and like... You want to get the sense of like, not necessarily that Argentina is idealized, except for the big song where it does seem to be, but like throughout it, you want a sense of like, people are energetic and they're Yeah, exactly, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Or or if you're going the other way, then you want that tactility of like, you know, the elements of like, oh, the the smell or like, you you want water, you want fire, you want life as well. The richness of these people, the people making the most out of... of this bad situation and that's and what, what this, they see it in yeah, and like this and is like what this film kind of her. this shot this money shot 
Yeah. It's just one shot. Yeah. And it's literally the only bit in the film that's good. (laughs) When, when, yeah, as James said, when Antonio says, Ava! You're like, oh, yes. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, Antonio. Take all my money. Good job, Ava. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really want it. to see Pain and Glory now. You should yes, definitely see Pain and Glory. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so then it's all downhill from here. Yes. Um, with <laughs> well, well, literally as well. She keeps falling down. She keeps falling down. She's <laughs> I'd love it if she fell down a hill. She's just like, oh, and then know. rough and tumble. She, yeah, she, she uh, sort of faints a bit, faints a bit more. She had like this big fuck off dress and she just like fainted. <laughs> like, she just fainted in it. Mm. Um, and then they're like, oh no, she is sick. Um, yeah, yeah. We get like a cross cutting where she's gonna try. She's gonna be vice president. Um, but oh then yeah, she's, and then she's too sick for it, really. Right? Is this? Are you on? This is the first fainting or the second fainting? Ah, it's the first Who fainting's already cares? happened. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's this cross cutting between like um, Shay they, like fighting in the streets against yeah, yeah because it's there's always violence, but you don't necessarily know what caused anybody. Uh, yeah, and he says are. just before he fights, he's like, "Look away, Ava." Yeah, it's really um, like window dressing all this war yeah, stuff to make it more prestige. Like, the they love her, they hate her. Oh, for. make up your mind already. Yeah, there's like some sort of a coup, and you're like, "Who is the coup backed by? Like, yeah. are these the like you know, are they the rich people that clearly don't like her? Are these other poor people that don't like her anymore? Like, I don't and know." And one thing that we haven't mentioned is like this obviously is involves a lot of bodies in the shots mm. and but they're never shot in a way that's particularly impressive yeah. Never, yeah. Never looks epic. so like the huge like the huge memorial for her the, the the funeral for her like looks very bland i'm just like this is not as sweeping as you think it is it's like, you've like, got this cast of thousands but you're not using them to your yeah. advantage you the scale like there. it should on paper like the scale of this should be mm. impressive but it is it's just, just like mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah honestly the scale of how the the um yeah, the, f- the funeral for her father was shot more impressively than, like, the scale yeah. of thousands of extras. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there's, like, a tried and true history of that stuff. Look at the big epics. Look at, like, Ben-Hur. Look how they're photographed. Like, just give yeah. us symmetry, you know. That, mm. That's impressive. But yeah. nothing like that. Um, and then she, she's, it's her sick vibes. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, for some so reason... She... the best original song. Oh. Well, she, yeah, yeah. She, well, before that, she comes back to the church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, there's, like... They hate her, they love her, I don't know what's happening. But, like, when she comes to the church, there's a big sign that says Evita. Yeah. And, like, green plants? Like, yeah, what is it? It's, it's like, not it's big like enough. It's like flowers. It's like, like, it's like medium. Flowers, and then, and then she know. receives communion. Yeah. And then she is about to drink the chalice. Mm. And then she's like... <laughs> Then she just does this like she's oh. Oh, she's like, it's, it's uh, the fakest fake. It's fate. like imagine <laughs> imagine Marion Cotillard dying in The Dark Knight Rises, but like as a conscious choice of the actress. Yeah. Like obviously that was Marion Cotillard's one one of her worst takes that Christopher Nolan used. I don't know those. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean like obviously I've seen the film, but I don't remember her. Oh, if she sequence. was just like mm. <laughs> it's just like she's bobbing her head and then she just like bobs her head down and Christopher Nolan used the worst take of her yeah that, and that's how I feel yeah. about this as well it's but like, like Madonna but like to me Madonna felt like she was doing her she, best take of dying yeah unless Madonna <laughs> or, was like use that one I, I more falls on the director for that it, it was so it's bad like, it's a deeply like is that the best one you could get yeah it's like a hugely vulnerable moment and if you fuck it up like it was it's big, one of the hardest things to play but it was very comedic it, it made me laugh yeah yeah and just cut to a different shot like use a cross cut yeah. yeah and now she's sick she's too sick to do anything um, so I think the first thing is the like is it the waltz or is it the Oscar song 
I think it's, it's the a, Oscar song. Yeah, first. so she's in sick in bed, and uh-huh. Juan Peron is there going, like, you are dying. And she's like, ah, oh. and yeah, then she yeah. sings the best original song. Yeah, so, song I think we've said um, on the podcast, like, all musicals write, like, a... Everybody um, writes a yeah. new song a new they song. want to get an So this song is called You Must Love Me, and I think this is actually a really pretty decent it's a song. It's pretty good song. Yeah. It's, it's, like, one, one of the better, better songs, songs of this movie. Of the slow songs, it's one yeah. of the top ones, I'd And say, I think because, yeah. Madonna delivers a good performance of the yeah. song, like, vocally and emotionally. Mm. But also, you don't get to see her act the song, you just see... It's sort of it sticks to Jonathan Price's over, over a montage of her being very ill and getting into a wheelchair. But her vocal yeah. performance of what the emotion yeah. of the song requires is impressive to and me. I would and the say shots of what she's doing. It's one of the few songs which is like gives her a personal perspective exactly, for a yeah. whole song. Like mm. Don't Cry For Me Argentina is a song like that's a public address to people. It is, yeah. This is her singing to another person yeah, and saying, what like, I want. oh, I finally realised yeah. that our marriage is not a political marriage, but like is a love marriage. Yeah. Um, and I've never been sure about it. And, and I'm like, that's a really interesting take, but yeah, why did why we not get that? We why did, have we not hit that should have been hammered. And so yeah. the scene, the the scene before the, this, we've tried oh. to see her like be like sick acting and it doesn't go that well um, with Jonathan Price and he's like you're dying and she's like no I'm not um, and then this sequence she's like the shots that we do see of her uh, is like her just like kind of bent over and so looking frail, frail. Yeah. so that frail kind of quality is like kind of a little bit easier yeah. to do and she does fairly well I think this that. is her best stretch of the film acting wise like, yeah mm. and then you give like the final like few shots on, on Jonathan Price where you assume that she's dead there's like there's like four fake out deaths yeah. um where so he's sitting like, outside looks miserable and you're, and like, you're like oh, oh she's dead she i mean How's look that? it yeah just um, can't kill her but then <laughs> you, instead you cut to a dream sequence with her and she and shay oh is it now yeah yeah right. where instead we see them they meet up in a big empty hall and then in lots of other various locations like switching through that, them that, the abattoir, like the streets, like, Maybe like a big lounge, one of the favelas. That's and they, Brazilian. they dance, they do a waltz together. And <laughs> also, the shots of them doing the waltz, both of these actors can dance, but yeah, like, they look like, so clumsy. You know how, the, you can, how to dance? Why does this dance look so bad? Yeah. So at this moment, so I was making iced teas because I was like, uh, yeah. I was checked out and but it was it's too kind hot. of like, I think in theory, I would like, I understand the point of the song, and I'm like, I think it could be a really good song in which it's like yeah. him, ch- like confronting her challenging her on all the issues with her you know, it should be the heart of the film and her saying like you know here's why i did all the things i did like and backing herself up um but instead it's just so musically boring mm. that you, you kind know, of turn off for it what i also so just realized why i didn't really warm up to this movie mm. uh is because it's so hot here in wellington right now and this movie's color palette is very warm <laughs> like to the point of it scorching like on screen that i'm just like I don't like this film because like, <laughs> like it's making it's me too mo- hot too, and exactly. I need a water. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Like that color palette didn't really strike me all that much. It's very warm beige. It's very warm bland oh, kind right, of wash. Bland, not like beige. not mm. striking in any way, but just like a warm consistently warm like glow, orange right. yellow hue yeah. with the whole thing. Mm. I'm just like, okay. I guess we could talk about some of the Oscars that this thing won because it did win best cinematography. Um, it got nominated for this. Oh, sorry, yeah. It got nominated. Which it did not deserve. Um, production really design, deserve. which is deeply did undeserved. Did not deserve. Um, what else? The one nomination it did deserve, costume design, it, it did, did not, not get. And the other nomination it could have gotten, best makeup and hairstyling. I don't know if it got, got, got nominated that, for that Well, either. I guess Juan Perón's wig was just the clincher. And yeah. best supporting actor. I, you could. He's obviously lead, but you could sell him as supporting. I, like, to me, Antonio. I think I categorize actors like he's got a big role but like he's not really 
the film isn't about him. So mm. I could still like it could sound supportive. I could think I think he's supporting like because like I f- think for uh, for Oscars he'd be supporting for yeah. Tony's he'd be lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But like oh Mandy Patinkin wanted to feature Tony for this though. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's uh, such yeah. a lie though. That's yeah. such a lie. But to me, what do you mean but, such a lie? Oh, as him as supporting. Yeah, oh, okay. I thought you were like I don't agree with that. I was like But to me, it's just like. Because like if they if if the relationship central relationship was between Shay and um, of Eva Eva, then yeah he's a lead but like it's never really about him it's like very much the MC role in mm. in Cabaret but um, I'd say the MC is the like the male lead of Cabaret I don't know I don't think yeah. it's a leading like a, role it's like I it's a it's huge a supporting role yeah Whereas, I think it, I think it should be the heart of it of like whenever Eva makes a decision we should cut back to Shay and like and see his reaction I wish they I the wish Shay you spend the whole time yeah. with him like seeing through his eyes I it was like yeah it's like Aaron Burr and Hamilton like yeah, you always get exactly. the sense of how Aaron Burr feels about Hamilton's but actions. to me I wish Shay broke that wall with with Eva a lot more I wish yeah. he did act as her like you know um what, what's it called when you like share ideas with another person confidant yes but kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, bouncing point yeah push yeah someone's <laughs> yeah. against sounding, sounding board, board bouncing yeah. point <laughs> <laughs> that's what you that sounds like a sci-fi tale yes the point. bouncing point of this you know yeah, yeah. Uh, space I, no, I understand why in the theatrical version they made a, an attempt to um like you know that they, they consciously make a decision for them to not interact until yeah. one song at the end but I don't think it's a good enough song. Like, I think they should just done a good song. No, like, and then you can substitute so many of those soft, like, boring there songs. There are so many boring songs. Okay. So what, let's wrap this up. What happens at the end? So she, she dies. does a reprise of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Oh, yeah, Argentina, this is actually nice. Where Madonna really actually does like, a pretty good performance. Why didn't you do the entire song here? But anyway, she sells it. It goes closer sad. to her face because, like, the final, I mean, the Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, the first version, it didn't cut in close enough. And you're like, I still feel too remote. Give me get me closer we have and a scene after that we thought she died already because like the next scene is of people yeah. mourning in their black yeah, umbrellas they're all sad yeah. but then and she's still alive, still alive. Just, and her and horrific then she's little girl badly yeah now. her horrific so little girl pigtails and her plaits uh, her baby jane moment like, yeah mm. and then she uh she dies how does she die what is the Pro- shot i don't remember uh, like it's just she just she dies finally eyes. she doesn't give a final line or yeah, anything Princess I dies. guess she does but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um yeah they they preserve her body male style yeah yes uh, and then and a big thing and we Antonio, with, Antonio comes over and kisses, kisses the glass um, and mirroring, Pry- mirroring the um the kiss flash of the kissing of the dad yes. Jonathan Price looks at Antonio like who the Who's fuck are you? Guy? Why is this guy so much more attractive than anyone Everyone else, else Argentina. in Argentina? Huh. And then uh, Antonio walks away and then cut to black. It's done. There's no like... It's, you know, it's such a wet It's a whimper. Ending. Yeah. 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 <laughs> again, here's the thing with Don't Cry For Me, Argentina at the reprise as well. It ends with such a whimper as well. I thought she was going to turn around and do a big like, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Yeah, give us and one final like, touch. But she does yeah. not. It, it, even though it's like sure it's not historically accurate but it's also a musical so yeah. like give her the big like the or- oration moment yeah. for the end of that song and then let her just die afterwards and you know yeah. what Ava I won't so yeah. there you go none of us have cried for you <laughs> no yeah. no um, tears no tears shed. were shed Jesus did not weep <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that's this film um, so yeah. don't cry for to, this Aotearoa should we get it to bag and biff yeah it's a biff <laughs> from James 
Anything further to say? No. Nah. Um, Antonio Banderas deserves to be in more films. Antonio I hope that... Banderas is a bag. Yes, yeah. he's a total bag. Total catch, whoever has caught him. I don't know. Is he married? It was, it was Melanie Griffith for a long time. Oh. But they've separated since. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I want to, you know, he rose... He rose. He um, helped in, in, in raising um, Dakota Johnson, so, you know. Ah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, more roles for him. Um... Jonathan Price is problematic, but I like his performing. Not enough. I think, I think Jonathan Price is a really good actor. Yeah, yeah I he's agree. Good. He's uh, great in The Wife last year, by the way. Yeah, no, I hear that he's good in that. Um, and Madonna is good in Dick Tracy, but I not here. No, she's fine here. She's, she's fine. She's just doing the first read. Um, I wanted to, like, I like discovering new directors, and I thought maybe Alan Parker, obviously he's not new, but someone I didn't wasn't all that familiar with. And I like it when people surprise me, but you didn't. And I'm really gutted that you directed so many musicals because if they're like this, then that's really depressing. Because, um, yeah, musicals need life. That's me. Mm. Right. Mm. So, strong biff from me. Um, would just say Antonio can get in the bag. Everybody else is out of the bag. Get in the seat. Into, into the bin. Yeah. yeah. Antonio um, has yeah. entered the circle. Everyone else. Everybody else, goodbye. Antonio <laughs> is the only influencer here. Yeah. Everybody else Antonio, the Joey Sasso. From, from the bag. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, also Englewood Webber, like, you know, he can write a catchy tune or two, but like, it's not his best work either. I would say it's not Tim Rice's best work, and like, there's fundamental issues with the musical from the start, so of course it's going to carry over into an adaptation. Need more focus on Eva and her perspective on things, rather than just, like, a kind of watching her things happen to her. She's so passive throughout most of this, even though she's doing stuff, we don't see why and see her make choices. And it's like they sort of fundamentally misunderstood something about, you know, storytelling and how to make their hero interesting. Yeah. No. It's, look, I just think if this, there is a good film in Evita. There could be a good version of this. Yeah. Like someone could have made, like I would have loved to have seen Baz Luhrmann's Evita. <laughs> like, that would have been a ride. Mm. I would have kept Antonio, cut everyone else. Honestly, the Ken Russell version. Yeah, right? Madonna, <laughs> like, like honestly, um, I think she works well with female directors. I think she was really good in uh, A League of Their Own. Penny Marshall directed her really well, used her star persona really well. I don't know who directed Dick Tracy, but I do think she's good in that. Mm. I also thought Madonna's really good in Suddenly Susan who was directed by Susan Seidelman. Um, so that's my theory. Uh, Madonna also vaguely wants to be Latina or Asian at yeah. several points in her career. And British, I guess. Um, look, I and she's been auditioning for this role for ages because, you know, she did La Isla Bonita. That's a Latin-inspired song. And also her song Take a Bow is very... The music video is very... Um, uh, Spanish inspired. I no, it's 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 oh God. I don't like anything about this film. I thought it would be more surprising. It'd be funner. I mean, it just look. If anything, this deepened my love for Antonio Banderas, um, and I will be seeking out more of his work because you know, like some of his early Almodovars, I have to see yet to mm. see. But he's great, and as I said, Pain and Glory, and 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 the skin I live in. He's also great. In, um, maybe give those Zorro movies another go. I think the first one's very fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely saw it as a kid, but I 
so I haven't seen it since. So. And I forgot that there's this whole first sequence where Anthony Hopkins like has to do a lot of action, weirdly. Like, you know, how he's the first Zorro. <laughs> and it's like, why would you put him through his paces? He's he, Even then, he was an old so man. Old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, but it's a note, I don't think we've said this enough, but Tony Banderas, great singing voice. Really like to also, sing voice. Yes. Yeah. Also, um, great outfits. Great Such outfits. a handsome man. Very handsome. <laughs> yeah. I think we've said that. We've yeah, said yeah. that. But I'm just like, but I yeah. don't think we've really given his vocal power and yeah. styling. Like, yeah, he could hold a knot. You know, he can, he can, he's really got like an interesting voice. Madonna, like, bad actress. Did um, he, he played um, uh, the main character in Nine, right? Guido? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, fuck, I would have liked to uh, see that. No, and uh, um, a, 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 I think a version of it. Is it filmed? Yeah, it's filmed with... um. No, 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 I don't mean, like, is the Antonio Banderas version filmed? No, I don't think so. Oh, oh he also played Picasso recently in a season of Genius mm. for National Geographic. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'd ask, like, favourite Madonna song, but honestly, Madonna is one of the musicians that I've just completely missed the boat on. Borderline so. is my favourite Madonna song. Crazy for... I like early Madonna. Crazy for you, like a virgin... Um, I like the one Papa where, Don't Preach What a good song um, Cash showed me one Where it was like I was going to say There are all these boys I'm sure a lot of them Have boys And it was kind of Sci-fi Hung up Maybe hung up Yeah 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 Hung up I don't think so, so Were they all dancing they And they were like Operating machines It's kind of inspired By Metropolis Maybe Oh Express you Yourself sure we're talking about Express Yourself Madonna, Express Yourself talking about Cher no, no, that's the one on the boat. Express Yourself is definitely Express ex- Yourself. Uh, um, that's, inspired that's by, some, but it's inspired by machinery. Metropolis yeah. with like the oh, the yeah, eye and stuff awesome. like that. But anyway, I'm gonna listen to some more Madonna. Lots of early. You should watch Madonna music videos because all of the, a lot of them are um, directed by David Fincher and a lot of like up and coming directors who became really oh, cool. successful film directors. Famously, Madonna beat Frances McDormand for the Golden Globe for this film. For Travesty. Best <laughs> in the comedy you musical. can buy a Golden Globe. I'm I know. Sure. I know. And but... also a musical bias. Also, I feel like this movie won that category for Best Picture. I'm like, bought, bought, bought. Um, yeah. This is a big old biff for me. It was so boring. I oh, we boring. haven't got to that. Sorry. No, uh, yeah, I was... We started your thing, but you didn't, you didn't finish yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was bad. Uh... Yeah. yeah. So, That's triple bad. biff. True biff. Yeah. Biff, biff, yeah, biff. Yeah, yeah. Um, next week is our Valentine's episode. Yes. Yeah, Have you made your time. pick yet? Uh, kind of. I've got a couple of options. We okay, can discuss. We'll discuss it off, can discuss. offline. Offline. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, but until then, um, what's a sign-off word? It's a phrase. Uh, you got anything? Antonio, say anything? Ava! Ava! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Go Nice day, everybody. Get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.